Hello, retro gamers, and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Video Game Flashback is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, though if you do listen on Spotify, download and listen to it all the way through on Spotify. Obviously, it doesn't have to be in one quick shot, if you know what I mean, because some of these episodes are pretty big. Um, But Spotify is the best way to help this show grow, per se, but obviously all the podcast apps are totally fine. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back aboard with you once again today as we're moving on into part two of Secret of Evermore, the Secret of Evermore for the Super Nintendo (laughs) Entertainment System (laughs) episode 12, basically. Um, We left off at the end of, basically as we're nearing the end of uh, the the whole Antica era, or Antica portion of the show, it's like four quarters of the show, we just uh, finished all of that up, and Tiny threw the energy core up in the air, that's the big giant bulky guy, Uh, the energy core from the uh, sacred dog statue, and then it wound up landing somewhere near Horace's camp, which opened up new territories of Evermore, so to speak. It opened up new tunnels and such, which basically opens up the path to Gothica, ultimately. But we're going to be going underground for a while in a fairly confusing cave-like area where, (laughs) ultimately, again, yep, you're going to probably want to use uh, maps on the internet. It's a little tougher to describe by just doing radio, but that's what I would recommend. Either way, that's where we're heading next. Before that, though, you know, stock up on as many supplies as you can to get crushed to like 90, anywhere from 95 to 99 possibilities and any other ingredients you feel like you might want to purchase along the way. But I think that's really, once you have crush and heal, I think you're good pretty much most of the game when it comes to alchemy. That's a deep, dark secret, you could say. Otherwise, head over to Horace's camp and then we'll start heading into those weird, dark, dank tunnels that will ultimately lead you to Gothica. But, of course, the final boss of the area as well, which is a pretty big one. One thing along the way, like I knew this was a factor as well. Go back to the same cave as you're heading back towards uh, Horace's camp where you got the drain formula. Go back and talk to the same guy and he will now give you the double drain formula. Not that I end up using it, but you might. Maybe you'll like it and all that. So, yep, pick that up and, of course... I don't think he sells ingredients, does he? Yes, yes he does, after he gives you the double drain formula. So he has water, wax, uh, but the wax is much more expensive there than in Blimp's Cave. So, yeah, no, uh, maybe purchase water to get more heal. That's about what I'd recommend. Other than that, um, roots and water you can get there. They're not too expensive. Ethanol, if you feel you need a little bits and pieces of that. But isn't that more for, like, driving a car? Okay, never mind. Anyhow... (laughs) (laughs) keep heading towards Horace's camp. One other thing I thought I would mention, maybe it's a miniature rant here, (laughs) is throughout, obviously, this era of the game uh, and kind of walking around close to Horace's camp and in the Hall of Kalasia, one of the most annoying monsters in the entire game has got to be the Dancing Fool. Oh my God, he's annoying. Just thought I'd mention that. And I'm sure you probably noticed already by now. So as you enter Horace's camp, you'll notice, you know that water that was kind of around Horace's camp? The water's gone now. So obviously that's a pathway you can walk in soon. I'd say heal and save at the, uh, yeah, heal and save, like the little inn at Horace's camp before you continue because, well, why the heck not? It's good to be fully healed and obviously saved at this spot in case something stupid happens because you just never know. That's, (laughs) That's kind of a theme throughout this entire game and other games like Secret of Mana, I'm sure, as well. 
And obviously Horus is long gone now because he's actually in the palace now. He's basically the leader. He kind of always was, but now he really is the leader again of this uh, this world and such. Because, uh, well, yeah, maybe he should be at the end of the day. But your ultimate destination, once you're done with Horus's camp, is kind of head back towards the pyramid. And now there's a path opened up, basically, of the two going to go out down, down into it, basically, and into the cave. There's... I think this is the right one. Yeah, but you got these very interesting creatures called Olegens, which kind of become urban legends in this game. Up, oh, but this is not where you want to go yet. It's kind of looking like another passage of the pyramid. That is not where you want to go yet. Much later in the game is where you'll wind up there. But these Olegens, they look kind of like monks with spears, basically. And there's all kinds of weird, interesting rumors throughout the game of what Olegens really are like and stuff, because oh, nobody's ever really seen them before, and it's kind of funny. It's interesting how it's like almost like a game of telephone with, oh, they have like eight heads and all that. And No, they don't. They look like, kind of like imps with spears. That's kind of what they look like, you know, hooded imps with spears. So instead of going to the right when you're on this path uh, around the pyramid area, uh, go to the left, and you end up walking underneath like bridges and such, as you're walking kind of close to the pyramid and just kind of keep going, keep going, keep going for a while. Just basically follow the path. It's linear, I mean. And then ultimately when you have a choice to go north, go north. You're actually walking in the Horace's Camp area, but not in Horace's Camp anymore. You just keep going and going and going. And this is your ultimate destination where you want to go. You'll notice there's kind of like a, like, kind of like looks like a cliff. Jump off the cliff. Yes, jump off the cliff. <laughs> it's very fun. Can you imagine landing and hitting rocks? And yeah, everything's okay. Yeah, sure. In real life, you'd be hurt pretty bad. But now you're underground, and you got to basically find your way around. And again, I recommend game game FAQs, gamefacts.com, or something like that to give you some maps and such if you're confused. Just let me, uh, <laughs> because believe me, there's a pretty good chance you will be. It's kind of weird. Everything kind of sort of looks the same, and this leads here, and that leads there, and yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. But yes, uh, welcome to the underground caves. Basically, you're kind of stepping on a bunch of transporters or little like transporting pads, so to speak. And it's actually pretty simple once you have a map on the, uh, online. There's some pretty simple ones that are kind of even drawn out for you. Um, you know, just kind of Google it, basically. Secret of Evermore Underground Passage Map. That's one I actually recommend. It's pretty simple. They simplify everything. You only end up stepping on uh, a few of them, really. You know, and then you'll ultimately get to where you need to be. You end up kind of passing up on some because those will just take you to worthless dead ends. So, I mean, it's not the most complicated thing in the world with the map. And otherwise, if you want to just play through it and figure it out on your own, hey, more power to you. I've done it before. It's interesting. It can get tedious and frustrating. But then maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes based on my memory, sometimes I'll figure stuff out as well. Like, oh, yeah, you got to keep going rather than just going to the next teleporter you see all the time. Sometimes you got to walk around and work your way around first. That's kind of like a, a simple hint, especially the one that really takes you where you want to go, which is, well, the end of the doggone level. How about that? 
And once you get to an area where, yeah, there's like a, a pot next to it that ultimately has three call beads in it, you are at the end. You have made it. Um, just basically go to the left and up. Like that's just a sign that you've made it. Go to the left and then up right away. And you're at the boss. A major, major boss. It's kind of like a gigantic, uh, um, he's like a gigantic, like, uh, octopus basically uh, heal often he's got some powerful spells but just hack away with the crush and you should be fine and of course if the dog is set to charge up you know to like one or uh, level one or level two attacks he'll deliver some very incredible blows as well but again I can't emphasize enough like every boss don't take it for granted like you have the crush spell and you're so powerful and nobody's going to beat you heal often because just because. Because if you die, you just wasted a bunch of time, and it's really dumb and annoying. And, yeah, it, it just heal often. And for the record, the name of the boss is Aqua Goth. Interesting, that would be Goth. Uh, you can also crush all the uh, tentacles as well along the way. And Miles might as well kind of do multiple attacks, as, as they say, um, where it'll kind of attack more than one thing at a time. Might as well do that to get rid of some of those obnoxious tentacles bouncing around and make the battle easier. After you defeat that major boss, you will hear a wonderful, wonderful song as you're in a totally new place now, or at least you will be. Uh, somebody above says, hey kid, get in the bucket. Turns out that I guess this was a well in the Gothica era. Interesting. Down here it's still Antica, but up there it's Gothica. So pretty cool. It took I don't think I've ever seen that happen because now but it took a while for the kid to actually walk to the bucket. The kid, the main character, whatever. And yep, it's a guy who looks kinda like, yeah, somebody from, you know, uh, like, you know, like the the Dark Ages, the the Renaissance, whatever the heck it would be. The Renaissance is a little is after the Dark Ages, but you get the idea. Anywhere from the maybe 1000 AD to like 1500 AD or 1400 AD, 1300 AD, something like that. Robin Hood, you know, whatever. Um, I was wondering why my water supply was drying up. That creature must have been a cause of it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it was good that you were down there to fight it off. And this might be the first time you'll hear about Olegens and all that weird stuff. He's wondering how we got down there anyway. And he's like, well, we were walking around this underground path and there's these guys with cloaks. He said, you must have seen Oglins. Oglins. I, I keep calling them Olegins, but they're Oglins. Uh, they're a crafty bunch, they are. I, I love that kind of talk. They say that Oglins have two heads and sharp claws like knives. And then you say, well, hmm, I don't know if that's true, but hey, uh, can you let the... <laughs> can you get my dog as well? So yes, yeah, so you let the uh, bucket down for the dog. There's also a very intriguing part of the game here as well. And we'll get back to that very shortly, where... You can get the most valuable, or no, not the most valuable, but one of the more overlooked items in the entire game that I didn't hear about until 20 plus years after I'd played through the game for the first time. That is, I don't know, that just blew my mind that I found something new in Secret of Evermore after playing it every year at least once since 1995. Now, of course, the dog comes up. He was basically a greyhound when we were in Antica, and he was still a greyhound in the battle. Now he's this cute poodle, uh, tall, like like a tall, lanky poodle, but a poodle. 
I don't know if that's kind of like a maroon color or kind of a purplish, a pink, kind of a little bit of something. I don't know, maybe like some kind of black raspberry or grape color, whatever the heck it is. I don't know. He's a poodle, though. And a fine poodle he is, says that guy, that look Robin Hoodish era, merry man-looking guy. Um, he's wondering where we are. Just south of Ivor or Ivor Tower, where the Queen's new castle is and all that, and we'll find out about the Queen. Record your progress. And there's a very interesting secret here. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the lever. Oh, looks like nothing's happening yet. Maybe it's later on when I walk away. Because, yeah, you can uh, open up a secret in the game here if it will. There it goes. Down it goes. I'm going to gradually let up the lever if I can. Uh, yep. Controls are very... Okay, you face towards it. And just kind of keep pressing the button after you've lowered it. Now it's automatically coming up. And an Oglin comes out. So there's the secret. A deep, deep secret in the game. An Oglin comes out. You figure, okay, an Oglin came out. That's great. But, um, yeah, later on in this uh, era, the, the Gothica era, when you get to the, they call it the Dark Forest, whatever, there's a secret path. When you go there and there's just an Oglin there, that's this Oglin. And he thanks you for freeing him and gives you the Wizard's Coin, which raises your magic ability or, or whatever the heck. Um, actually, there, uh, it raises your defense, I believe, if I remember correctly. But I'll look more into it as we get further in there. But I had never heard of it until maybe three, four years ago. Wrap your head around that. It just blew my mind. There was a secret in this game that I never knew. I thought I knew everything about this game, but when that happened, I was like, wow. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I just love finding new stuff in games that I've played forever and ever and ever. But uh, basically what you do now is work your way north and ultimately get to Ivor Tower. What an absolutely cool place. I just, I love this. And this is kind of like Nobilia, but not as obnoxious, not as complicated. And this is where you can get all of the items that you traded away in Nobilia a while back, like the Sunstone and stuff, um, a Moxa stick, all that. Uh, you talk to one of the guys, yep, that, uh, welcome to the town of Ivor Tower. It's the happiest place on Evermore. And in a lot of ways, it kind of is. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff you can buy, like spices and stuff. But first you want to exchange your money because you don't have the gold coins that you need. Well, you have 40 of them, yay. But notice how I kept telling you buy a lot of stuff like beads, 
spice, rice, all that stuff. The rice you might not need as much, but um, first you need to get, yep, oh yeah, and there's an important item that you need to even continue in the game. Percival, uh, I'm going to read his name again, let's back up, I better slow down. Uh, Percival Plank's Exhibition of Oddities. You need to buy, you need to buy a ticket here in order to really continue the game later on. Uh, a ticket to it will cost you an Amulet of Annihilation. Why they want Amulets of Annihilation so much, I don't know. But I guess in the Dark Ages, weird stuff like that tends to seem to be more... I don't know, people seem to like that. It turns out that uh, that was the last ticket available. Ooh. Well, you know how that works. Um, and again, like when I talked about making sure you get all these items, like the Thug's Cloak and all that stuff. Well, now you can get stuff like the Oracle Bone. This guy says the Oracle Bone can... Uh, yep, and this is in that area, kind of still in the front area of the town before we go to the left where there's more trading and stuff that you can do. The Oracle Bone can make people say things that they otherwise would not. So that's actually really cool. Uh, it'll cost you a Golden Jackal Statuette and a Jeweled Scarab. Did I notice? Did you notice how I told you to make sure you have at least a few of those? Each of those? Yes. Sometimes I wasn't, the, wasn't exactly sure which items they would get, but I knew you would need them at some point because I'm not going to memorize every little thing. But now I have the Oracle Bone, because I'm good. Apparently, the Thug's Cloak, yeah, I already have it. It's funny, and he, this one guy was going to offer it, but it's like, well, you, you already have it, and I don't have anything else for you. Again, keep talking to everybody. Everybody in this particular area, for now, to make sure you might need something. Otherwise, work your way to the left. Uh, yeah, one exchanges currency, do it immediately. Thankfully, I have 5,177 gold coins at this stage, because I did a lot of level building along the way. Um... And obviously the last boss gave you 5,000 jewels. But now you're in the left kind of wing or so of this town. And this is where you can get all kinds of, you can do all kinds of trading. So trade away, including the section where you can get all your previously owned items. The other guy's deals in fine armor. That's one, yeah, buy all the stuff there that you need. And apparently, yeah, this is actually level two right away because... And this is where the Amulets of Annihilation come in handy, because you trade the money and an Amulet of Annihilation. They just love Amulets of Annihilation in this part of the game. So, kind of dumb. Like, But, yep, this is level 2 equipment. Not level 1, but level 2. Uh, Gold-plated vest versus the silver one. And you get the level 3 stuff from Cecil of Baron Castle in the next town later on. So, again, <laughs> you're getting the level 2 equipment already. Spending a bit of gold and losing amulets of annihilation each time, but it is what it is. That's why I said get as many as possible. Get like, you know, yeah, but see, look at the defense change. The the Centurion cape, which is which is elite in the uh, Antica era. Yeah, now when you go to the Gothica era, gold-plated vest, you go from 28 defense to 55. 55. You think that's a slight difference? Uh, Centurion helm. You're like this powerful knight helmet, right? 27 defense. Dragon Helm, 54. Just just think about that. Gloves of Ra. Ooh, they're powerful. 26 defense. Magician's Ring, 50. 50. That is awesome. So, <laughs> then the, when you go further into the town later on, when you, would, when you would be able to purchase the level 1 armor, the level 1 armor, basically, which actually we're going to backtrack there before we go to any Percival Planks oddities, because that moves the game forward faster than you're going to want to. You're going to want to explore the whole town first. I mean, the whole town first. Because, yeah, opportunities and such. Um, you're going to want to get the uh, the better collar 
in uh, one of the little stores going forward where you could get the level 1 armor. But now you already have the level 2 armor, so you don't need to buy the level 1 armor. You just saved yourself a little bit of time. Keep working yourself around. The one character here says uh, he will sell your previously owned items. J-Disc, only 300 gold. That's pretty cheap. You don't have to walk around trading stuff anymore, do you? Silver Sheath, buy it. Yep, because you traded away for the uh, armor polish. Mox a stick, boom, got it. I still don't know why. Yep, yep, and then when you keep buying everything, eventually he'll offer you insect incense. So get that as well. Three bottles of perfume and three beads, and hopefully you had that built up. Otherwise, you can buy those here if you absolutely need to. Now, eventually, you have all the charms that that character had to offer. And you just keep moving around. Uh, guy's another spice guy, but he actually does have the best price in town. He wasn't lying. Where, and now you can get the egg of chocobo as you move up forward. Keep moving up. Now the character offers the egg of chocobo that you got rid of before. <laughs> and now you can finally keep it. Nine bottles of perfume and nine beads. That's a lot of perfume. So you're going to want to go back and make sure you have all the perfume you need. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get nine bottles of perfume, but you can get it for sure. Nine bottles of perfume and nine beads to get your chocobo egg. Which, yes, you better get that because it raises your hit points way up. So no reason to not get that. And luckily the perfume is only two spice per bottle. So again, if you build up a ton of spice earlier on, it's very easy. So it's like not a huge problem. It really isn't. Um, I had four coming in. I believe I just bought six. So now I have ten. So wahoo. As for how much spice I have, I still have 50 more. I'm going to buy like, ah, what the heck, just in case. I don't remember if I need any more. But just for the heck of it, to say I have perfume. I now have 12 bottles of perfume. Or nice something else. I have 18 beads and 12 bottles of perfume, and I just need nine each to get the chocobo egg. So, yes, get that. Please get the chocobo egg. It's, yeah, not just for completing the game, but for, well, it's a good dang item to have. And, of course, boom, your hit points are way up. What, would I, what did I have before? I mean, they've gone up at least 30 or 40 hit points per character. So it's like total hit points. Your stamina is basically higher, bottom line. So that should wrap up all the items you need. Ultimately, to get to that Percival Planks area, you continue north, but don't go there yet. Explore around the town. There's some items to pick up along the way. Just do it, including the dog collar. That, uh, yeah, it's going to provide very, 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 very valuable. Um, one thing you'll be you'll notice is that certain characters continue to complain about how the queen has been acting strangely. Like, what's going on, and why is she so obsessed with cleanliness? Cleanliness. Notice how the character in the last plateau or the last section of the game talked about your cleanliness. What's this talking about clean? Clean. Put two clues together, right? Uh, robots. Supposedly the butler was a robot. And what do butlers do? They clean things. Again, getting the picture. Yes. Uh, yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. Spoiler alert, right? <laughs> but it's a clue. Uh, they say the queen, she's still very nice, but I don't know if she means it anymore. No, she doesn't. She's actually quite evil. Kind of like typical politicians in this day and age. They're, they're a lot more interested in their pocketbooks than in, interested in, like, we the people, so to speak. It's, it's not a rumor. It's not a rumor, is it? Another major thing to note, too. Uh, when you walk around houses and such, you'll notice you can kind of, like, walk against the walls on the outside, on the sides, like, say, the left and the right of houses. Uh, some of them, there's secret passageways where you can go kind of inside the side of a house, and there's maybe some secret stuff there. So make note of that as well. Very, very importante. Uh, when you go inside houses, there's some, you know, the uh, the artwork, the, the graphics, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. 
there's so many reasons to absolutely love, love this part of the game. Uh, you'll also notice people keep talking about uh, chess pieces stopped moving. You know, you'll learn more about that later. The, this big, big uh, chess board out in between the two castles, because there are two castles. The, the queen, when she started acting different, built this one, which is a lot cleaner and prettier than the other one. The other one was the main one. It was called Ebon Keep, kind of like ebony, like darkerness. And ivory is like, you know, the white, you know, ivory colored, you know. So it's kind of a thing as well. Uh, Ebon Keep just isn't as clean, but actually it's the original castle where the real queen still is and the fake one is here. Yes, um, because the whole evil twin thing. Remember the evil twin thing? Yes, it's happening again. But of course, nobody here knows about it yet. And you, the gamer, aren't supposed to know that yet. But eh, you probably would figure that out on your own anyway, because a lot of you have IQs in the 150s. So... Yes, mine is only like 14 or something, so no, I'm kidding. Uh, I just like to have fun with all that. But yes, keep going into any and every house as you can. Talk to the people first. Um, if, you have, if you ever see them talking about my brother Lance or my husband Lance, do not, do not open the uh, items in that house until he gives you permission. Everywhere else you can get away with it, open all the items and have fun. But talk to the characters first because certain characters, there will, there's one house where it's a man named Lance. Do not open anything in that house or you will, you know, miss out on an alchemy. That is uh, actually a pretty good one and it's just flat out nice to have either way. And you get free stuff and all that. So it goes from, you're not messing with my stuff, are you? To go ahead and take it. <laughs> and it's actually really good stuff. But if you take it without uh, his permission, naughty, naughty, young man, naughty, naughty. Everywhere else you can kind of do whatever you want. Like right now, please feel free to take items from our treasure chests. Yes, everywhere else you can do it. But not in, where they, not in the house where they talk about my husband or my brother Lance. Make note of that, please. And isn't that a nice song that I played for you earlier, the Ivor Tower song? I love it. It's one of the cooler parts of the, the whole game. I just love, I just, <laughs> I love Gothica, it's awesome. Uh, parts of Antigua, obviously the Hall of Calasia, the Pyramid, that's some great music, but so is this, it's just, uh, and uh, I, I'm a strange guy too, I mean, I just love, <laughs> like, every October I kind of get this feeling, it's kind of, for some, like, like Gothic, or excuse me, October feels like a Gothic time of year, doesn't it? October into November, you know, Turkey and all that. You know, you don't really think about it as much in other parts of the year as that, like pumpkins in Halloween, October, whatever, turkey and Thanksgiving in November. So it's a different time of year. Here's another interesting quote. The queen has always been kind as long as I remember. She's still nice, but in a fakey kind of way. Again, like a political person. <laughs> and obviously she's not nice. She's evil. Um, she just is. Uh, they talk about the big uh, pig race will be happening soon. It's a town tradition. Yeah, that's a hint of what's coming very soon when you get to that Percival Plank of Oddities. Yes, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And now, ultimately, when you get to an inn, yes, I recommend staying there because you can save, uh, you know, and probably you've lost a lot of uh, hit points and such along the way. And, um, well, you've lost some. And, of course, you know, when you gain the Chocobo, it doesn't refill your hit points at the time that you gain it, which is, like, okay, big deal. You know, it's, yeah, it's not going to be a problem ever again. It's just that one time. So stay at the inn, um, and you'll notice there's those cool, like, grandfather-type clocks on the wall, the TikTok type of clocks that, uh, well, they're actually in uh, Final Fantasy IV. Did I say Final Fantasy IV? You'll find out more about that later. 
Um, but yeah, there is a major shout out to Final Fantasy IV in this game if you haven't played it before. Hopefully you've played Final Fantasy IV, you know, Final Fantasy II in the American version and all that. And now you get to the uh, armor guy on the other part of the uh, inn. Of course, again, and he sells goods as well. Silver mail is not as good as the gold that you just got. Titan's crown is not as good as the dragon's helmet you just got. Defender collar, buy it. And it's only 450 uh, gold pieces, so that's fine. An iron bracer is not as good as the magician's ring that you just bought. So you don't have to buy any of that stuff, but do buy the collar for the puppy, for the puppy dog. 42 to 86 is your defense for your dog now. It's a massive jump each time you buy a new collar for the dog. It is pretty cool. Celebrate and have a glass of champagne for that. As you keep working your way up and around and all that stuff, you do find a couple areas where you can go behind the house. One of them actually has an amulet of annihilation, three acorns, and a hundred gold pieces. So pretty cool. You know, stuff like that. And you'll notice that in Evan Keep as well later on, which is kind of like a copy of this place. And now here we are. My older brother Lance went to the forest at the bottom of the ravine. He said it was dark and creepy. I'm going, yeah, that forest is pretty cool. It's dark and creepy. It's a big maze, kind of like that uh, underground area. My husband Lance likes to correct treasures and all that stuff. He's very productive and doesn't like for anyone to touch them. Yes, um, he keeps his main treasures upstairs. So yes, go up to that room, but... Don't touch anything. Just kind of go up, walk kind of around the treasure chest, and then walk back to the door. Here comes Lance, like uh, out of nowhere. Well, hello, friend. My name's Lance. I live here. You haven't been messing with any of my stuff. And no, you haven't. And you tell the truth. No, I haven't. I wouldn't do anything without your permission. Then he says he likes you, you know, and that's really cool that you're honest and where you're from and all that. And he ultimately gives you the Lance uh, alchemy formula. Pretty cool. Yep, it's actually pretty strong. The problem is the ingredients are too damn expensive, like iron and acorn. Why acorns would be expensive, I have no idea, because there's billions of acorns out there in this world, particularly in October and all that, September, October, every year in this part of the, you know, this neck of the woods. But, uh, yeah, iron, yeah, I can understand. It's too expensive, hell with it. But um, if you do have the money and you do keep building up the money and, all that uh, lands actually does become a pretty powerful alchemy formula later on. And now he does tell you, go ahead and grab my stuff. Gold-plated vest. Unfortunately, you already bought that. Maybe I shouldn't have bought it. I always forget that. So, I don't know. I'm a dummy. But what else is new? <laughs> I don't know where he just went. There he is. Now you can talk to him and buy stuff. And you can equip, unequip, all that if you want to. Gosh, 120 gold pieces for your acorns. That's kind of dumb. That's so bogus. <laughs> Gosh. Doesn't make any sense. Iron is the same price as acorns. Pieces of iron are as valuable as acorns. Okay. Sure. Right. This is definitely the secret of Evermore. It's definitely an imaginary place because iron and acorns are shouldn't be in the same planet in terms of value. Heck, an acorn shouldn't be worth one gold piece. Not even a half of a, or a fourth of a gold piece. It's pretty dumb. Um... <laughs> And yes, I found one of the other secrets where you go behind the house again. Another amulet of annihilation. So you do get a ton of them along the way that can help you build things up. You just keep working your way up and 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 up. And keep picking up the treasures and all that. And there's a guy who's imitating the king, which is kind of funny in this place. Because they're the richest family in this town, I guess. All hail his majesty me, you may grovel in my presence. I like that. That's funny. And they're basically like, he's nuts or whatever. 
My husband has a king complex, but he's not really the king. He's a plumber. The true king of our land hasn't made a public appearance in quite some time. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Where's the king? And why is the queen acting weird? Can you put two and two together? Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Well, gee, what a coincidence, as uh, Jim Hammond might say in the Final Hour podcast. <laughs> well, gee, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. And once you make your way up to the top, you're basically not allowed in the castle. Only the queen and other important people may enter. I make sure that nobody's like you stay away. Ah, oh, man. Isn't that nice? Wish I could say that at, at, cert, at certain meetings sometimes, but okay, I know I'm harsh, but... Uh, you know, sometimes meetings shouldn't involve every single person. It should be more exclusive to people that, uh, you know, kind of have more, they're more, you know, I don't know, expertise in a certain, certain area. And then the others can be expertise in another area. Why is that like a mean thing and a bad thing to say? I don't know, but that's reality, isn't it? But now you should pretty much have everything you're going to be picking up for this point in time. So work your way back over to that, you know, back all the way back down, up the left wingish area, so to speak, the left, you know, corridor, whatever the heck the word is, um, alleyway, whatever the heck it is, where it's like, you know, you can trade goods and all that stuff, but by now you probably have everything, at least I hope so, work your way up to the north and enter, and you'll hear a pretty cool song, as it's now Percival Plank's Oddities. You just heard what I would classify one of the more uh, interesting songs in the game. It's actually really cool <laughs> when you let it play for a while. It's, yeah, I love it. The freak show, as they call it. The uh, uh, exhibition of oddities. So basically, you kind of walk around. <clears throat> of course, my own fault here. Uh, <laughs> he talks about uh, witness inconceivable deviations from the natural laws. Experience true horror, true terror, true, true spine-tingling absurdity. Yeah, believe the unbelievable right this way come one come all so for now yeah i'm not going to continue just let him talk uh, guys are seeing you've seen the exhibition before it's something else it's downright weird all these different other combinations another person uh, earlier was talking about uh, about the whole ologen thing again how our oglin sorry how they're scarier than anything you'll see at that exhibit Ooh. 
Another guy says, hey kid, you look like you have star potential. How's this? <clears throat> we put a fake beard on you and call you the bearded boy. Does that sound good? And you say, sure. Come back and we'll suit you up with a fake beard and all that stuff. I'm going to see what happens when you say no. Oh, they didn't let me do it. That's my own fault. Whoops. <clears throat> but it's always the magical comeback later, whenever later is, because later never comes. So, oh, I'm going to try to get away from him. Triggers the whole uh, step right up, everyone, that type of thing. Spine tingling absurdity. Yep. So I'm going to ignore him one more time and talk to the uh, other uh, car or whatever. Hi, I'm Sylvia, the beardless woman. <laughs> I'm on my break. If you don't mind, I'd like to be left alone. Well, welcome to my world. When I'm on my break, I like to be left alone too. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Percival Planks absurd. Uh, yeah, I just love it. It's, it's a cool name. Well, let's get to Percival Plank now, right this way. Come one, come all. And let's, uh, yep, would you like to see the exhibit? Yeah, I do have a ticket. Step right up, of course, and now here we go. Again, one of the more interesting parts, and you notice right away they say the dog's not allowed. But there's a reason for that, and you'll find out very soon. Yeah, um, I'll let you enjoy the uh, whole thing. I don't need to read it all out. I'll let you enjoy it. It's entertaining and fun. The dog suddenly gets kidnapped by a, a, a you know bigger guy. It says, come with me, mutt, basically. So that's another thing. The dog gets kidnapped. And you'll find out more about that shortly. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of Garfield-like humor again, which is, yeah, I really actually enjoy this part of the game as well. And, I don't know, it, the, the whole game kind of has that Garfield-like humor. And then another part where you go forward again is a yeah. It talks about the he talks about a, a boss you're gonna bump into soon, Mongola, and he's missing. Ooh, so yeah, where did Mongola go? Well, we'll find out some other time. Pretty scary, and you can enjoy that as you move forward. A pig poodle. That's the last one, and that's your dog. Yes, it's your dog. Yeah, and um, he's embarrassed and he runs away. And, yep, then a cutscene begins and all that good stuff where he will join the pig race. And, well, he's going to win it, too. Of course he is. to uh, go to the Queen's <laughs> banquet in her honor. Isn't that great? Well, in your honor, so to speak. Um, so, yeah. And then the dog just kind of remains there standing, thinking like, what the heck just happened? What's going on? Um, and he kind of joins you and he kind of doesn't. It's, it's weird. But, yep. Then you go in and all that. The dog disappears again. Okay, so what happened? Well, we'll find out in a minute. Enjoy the cutscene, basically, where, yeah. Um, they make you wait for a couple minutes, talk things over a little bit, and then the queen comes, and yeah. <laughs> we start wondering where the dog is, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're the dog who they were going to try to actually cook, like say they were gonna kill a pig and make him for dinner, but well, it's a dog instead. Then you run away and fall into the vent system. Interesting. And before I actually start talking about the vent system, you'll also notice another clue that the queen talks about how clean her castle is. Didn't you notice how clean it is? Isn't it beautiful? And it's like, yeah, it's clean. Again, another clue as to who you're uh, <laughs> talking about.
Ah, yes, the vents. Um, player's guide needed, player's map needed, unless you're really good at memorizing stuff, but because everything kind of looks the same, you're probably going to need a player's guide or whatever the heck. Uh, the angry video game nerd might call it a Nintendo power part of the game. It's kind of cool looking wandering around in the vents, but yeah, it's easy to get lost and frustrated. So player's guide, game facts, game FAQs is basically what it's called, but we call it game facts. Um, yeah, yes, do that. You'll also notice a very cool song as you pop out of the vents during the maze to kind of get back up in the castellary and then eventually pop back down in the vents. One of the coolest songs in the game called Lonely Halls. Check it out. One thing I definitely recommend though, as you're doing the map and everything, you'll notice there's an old lady with the key in the, eventually, which will be the uh, northeastern area of the um, dog maze map and such. Get it. Go go there and talk to her and get the queen uh, get the queen key. That way you can unlock the doors when the boy joins you later and get all the treasures and ultimately get the firepower formula as well when you open the door and talk to the guy. But talk to the guy last. We'll get to that shortly. But uh, poor lady, yep, she says, oh, my bursitis, now where's my tonic? So apparently she fell into the, uh, <clears throat> the vent a long time ago. I don't know, in real life, she, yeah, she would have been long gone because of what she's going to eat and drink and everything. But, yep, it's a fantasy world, so glad to know she's still alive, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of funny and weird how that goes. But, yes, work your way there according to the map and all that. Um, one I'd recommend is, what's the name of this place? Um, well, yeah, just, just look it up, Google it. You'll be able to find some good ones, I'm sure. Like, look, look for the images and such. Um, so, that's the best way to go. Ultimately, work your way to the, uh, your way through the rest of the maze after this. You know you're going the right way. Again, do this after you get the key. Um, there's a secret, uh, there's, there's bookshelves. There's a secret, uh, pit, uh, or fire pit, or whatever. Not fire pit, but vent behind the bookshelves. That's when you know you're definitely going the right way long term. And when you finally reach the conclusion, the dog kind of goes on his own because he's free finally. And the woman starts talking to, or the queen starts talking to you, the main character. What do you think of the new castle? He says, I like it. It's really, she says, clean, clean, immaculate, spotless, without flaw. Yeah, she must be a butler or work for the butler or something. Hmm, like a butler robot. Um, but now where's the main dish? She's getting impatient. All of a sudden the dog comes and crashes the party and knocks everything over and all that stuff. The queen is furious and throws you into the brig or the, uh, the jail, basically the dungeon. And isn't that wonderful? And you get more Garfield humor along the way, but eventually you wind up in the dungeon. Woohoo. 
It's funny how the guy tells you, okay, boys, welcome to your new home. Now get in there. Make yourselves company. You're going to be here a long time. It's funny how it's, yeah, you're in here for maybe like a minute. <laughs> you pretty much escape eventually. Because then the dog basically kind of works his way through the wall. You kind of just kind of push up, down, push buttons all over. And then you have the dog step on the little place where you're at. And guess what? You're out of the cell. At least the cell part. Now you can kind of mess around and fight and figure your girl. Basically open up all the other cells and fight other monsters and such. And eventually one or two of the cells leads to other things. And of course if you get frustrated with some of them. Just let them have it with the crush spell. Just to get the heck rid of them. Otherwise it's okay to kind of save up your crush spell. Because you won't be able to fill up the ingredients for a while. And if the dog, you know, you let the dog kind of charge up and hack away. He can really beat the crap out of a lot of them pretty quickly. Finally, as you work your way around the last cell, nothing comes out, so you just go in and into basically the sewer area. Oh, yum. Fun stuff. Well, it's not quite... Yes, it is the sewer. <laughs> I was getting it mixed up. There's two different ways, but yeah, this we're not at that new place yet. This one is the actual sewer. And you can look up maps on the internet, game facts or wherever. They're all over the place to kind of figure out where to go, but it's nothing too complicated. There's also another uh, alchemy formula you can find in here as well. I would have to say this place is generally pretty linear. It's not too complicated to figure out where to go, but once you get to a part where basically you see an old man kind of fight against the current of that nasty sewer green stuff, and yes, it does take a little hit points off of you, so keep an eye on that as well. It's kind of like, kind of sort of like poisonous, but corrosive, you can say. It's more like it. Uh, you get to the uh, old man, or I guess he's an old man with a feather cap, which is what a lot of these uh, people in this part of the game look like. He says, thank you very much for visiting an old man. I can teach you a powerful alchemy formula. It requires one mushroom, which unfortunately are expensive, and three parts of water. That would be corrosion. So, yeah, definitely an interesting one to get. And corrosion, of course, can cause damage that continues to harm the opponent. So that's the good part about it. <clears throat> so it's worth getting just just for the sake of completion again once you have the crush spell and all the heal spells you're kind of good to go other than that pretty much head to your left and up and you'll get out the door and you're outside of the sewers and dungeon and all that crap and then more garfield humor that we're gonna stink for a while because of where we came from yeah kind of nasty and of course we stink we just came out of the sewers so yeah and we were walking around and god knows what kind of nasty um, yep, so the prisoners have been brought to the queen. Of course, this is not the good queen. This is the evil one. But, yeah, we kind of figure that out as we move on. She said, I'm glad you made it through the night. I didn't mean to be so harsh, blah, blah, blah. But then she kind of presents you with a, something to do, basically, if you know what I mean. And it's not necessarily a good thing. This is when you first realize that there's another kingdom. There's another castle in the kingdom. And that's, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, that's the original castle. This is the new one built by a queen. Well, but then again, you kind of figure that out by wandering around as well. Yes, that we may have heard about it. That one's called Ebon Keep, like darker, ebony. Where this one's ivory, like it's really light or whatever. Because it's all clean and stuff. She says it's filthy. She wants us to basically go over there so she can, uh, and like, yeah, or, you know, go over there, open the drawbridge so they can come and basically take over. Raid the place and take over, which is pretty creepy stuff. But, uh, yeah, instead, well, guess what? <laughs> Well, we'll just continue the story from there. It's funny, though. You walk up to the guard or whatever, and he says, Go away, you stinky boy. That's kind of funny. So now you kind of wander around the castle a little bit first before you uh, head out. Yeah, well, if you go to the left, you'll see a guy that looks like he might be the king. 
bobbing up and down almost like a puppet saying look or yeah your character says look a puppet show this reminds me of memphis topples leaves interesting and yeah it's yeah this is where basically the end of all of gothica ends up you end up getting a major boss here named mongola yeah and all that and the queen is defeated there but not now you can watch it basically see all the weird like uh, puppet show that's going on but instead you go down and kind of work your way work your way out to the right and such but now this is where we're headed off and this is where you find out the the boy finds out that the dog just got a key the one for the dog got from the old woman and this will be proved to be very valuable in the lonely halls again that wonderful song you heard earlier instead for now we're going to listen to one of the other castle songs i believe i have it the song you'll hear pretty much uh, for the first time in this game when, when uh, it's the other basically castle version or other yeah version of the castle song basically in this uh in this part you know the ivory tower the ivory castle so to speak so you work your way to the right eventually you do have the queen's key so to speak if you kind of go to the banquet hall area and then that's where you work your way to the right and then you're in that same area where the dog was in the uh in the fence but now you're actually up above the whole time and you can go into any door go to the one with the old man last or you can go in there but don't talk to him because you'll offer to give the key back don't uh don't do it until you're done with everything then give him the key back yeah <laughs> that's the whole point get all the treasures and items you can get first by unlocking the doors because once you give him the key guess what all those doors are locked again and it's over so anything you could have got that you didn't too bad, so sad, see you next time, that type of deal. For now, as you're wandering around, uh, just admire all the interesting looking kind of gothic, uh, uh, you know, architecture and stuff. I, I like it. I think they did such an awesome job in this game. I really do. It's one of the, like, I'll say it a hundred thousand times. It's probably the most underrated game in the history of the NES. And I'm saying that, yep, because, well, there's a lot of games that are rated very highly, like Final Fantasy VI. I'll, I'll probably do that game review someday, but whew, if, you, if you think Zelda was a big project, good grief, that's going to be a big one, unless I really break things down a lot, because, yeah, that game, I have a hell of a lot to say, and there's just so much, so much depth to that one, but we'll talk about that when the time comes. This one, I think it's, you know, just doesn't get enough attention, and maybe now it will with... Uh, of all people, me, bringing it to you and others out there that maybe didn't hear about uh, as much about this game in the past. 
But I suppose for somebody as big a fan as myself of this game, maybe it is appropriate that it, maybe maybe I was destined to be the one to bring it to light for others out there that maybe weren't as much of a fan of it. Like how Earthbound, a lot of people weren't big fans of it at the time back in the 90s. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like the biggest, you know, one of the biggest uh, cult followings in video game history. Because probably certain fans were like, this game, you got to try it. You have to try it. Well, maybe we'll start a cult following for Secret of Evermore. Who knows? As long as it doesn't jack the price up on eBay to three, four, five hundred dollars, I suppose. Because that's kind of annoying, too. <laughs> I'd rather you actually play it. But, well, emulators, you know, emulators and stuff. How do you think it got on? How do you think it got on my SNES Mini? And yes, I do own the real game, so I'm yeah, I'm not cheating. I do own the real game. Yeah, it's just well, it's nice to be able to play it in HD though, because it just is with HDMI anyway. I always think it's cool too when you get to the same room where the uh, the chef was trying to attack the dog, and because he thought the dog was a pig and he was going to be the main course for the dinner. How quaint! Yay, you won the pig race. Now we're going to slaughter you and cook you. That's real nice. That's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, no, you get to see all these different, like, meat and stuff on the on the tables and, like, what looks like syrup or something. But, obviously, it's not. It's different. Maybe oil or wine or cooking wine or stuff and, like, fruits and stuff. It's just kind of cool to look at. Like, the graphics are really good. And now that we're done wandering around like, uh, you know, like, interested people, like, as we are, uh, let's pick up the, <laughs> let's go get the, let's go talk to the old man and, give him his wife's key back and uh, he'll be very grateful. He said, years ago, my wife's poor sight let her fall down one of the heat vents. I haven't seen her or my skeleton key since. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> I have the key right here. Yep, you give it away. So that's it. You're not going in those doors ever again. Um, well, until the next time you play the game, hopefully you do play it again like I will again and again and again and again, even after this review. Because <laughs> I will in, in the years to come anyway. Thank you very much. You're very helpful. I can help you with a very powerful alchemy formula called firepower. Ooh, but one part brimstone, one part feather. Yeah, that's like a that's like a brick of platinum and a and a and a few ounces of of uh, gold. Yeah, sure, that's about it. It's, you're you're never gonna use it, but when it does, because it's too expensive. I mean, feathers alone are one thousand gold pieces, and don't forget, gold pieces are the most expensive uh, uh, currency in this entire game. So. Imagine that. So, yeah, good luck. Um, you're probably not going to use it maybe more than once. So, and now, unfortunately, like I said, all the doors are locked. It's over. Hopefully you got everything. Now let's finally move on to the game, eh? Head to the right, head to the right. Eventually, you might head to it. You might hit a dead end. That would mean you want to go uh, farther down if possible. Because then there'll be a staircase leading down. Or Actually, it's not a staircase. You're just, nope, I'm still in the wrong place. Yeah, you want to go to a, you just want to head down as much as possible. Which will then eventually, if I ever freaking find it, I'm kind of still in the entryway, unfortunately. <laughs> or outer wing, or whatever the heck you call it. Now you can go out more properly to the right, of course. Now you're underneath where you were before. And now we're finally out in the uh, the maze that leads to the chessboard. Pretty easy stuff, not too complicated. Just kind of work your way there, and if you need a map, look it up. Otherwise, eventually you'll run into another boss, or two. And of course, unfortunately, you do have to work your way to the chessboard, which is in the middle of the maze. Because if you go all the way to the right, there's no access right now. Not until you defeat the boss in here, which is going to be uh, basically like a giant uh, uh, chess knight, in a sense. And once you have the crush spell charged up, which you probably do already, at least I would hope so, you're fine. You're just fire, fire away with that, and you're gonna. it's not going to really be a difficult battle. 
Unfortunately, the foot knight, which is what he's called, does have pretty good defense, but you're not going to lose. You're just not, unless you just try to, basically. If you have a crutch spell and it's, you know, reasonably leveled up, you're fine. I mean, seriously. And, of course, the dog will probably take huge chunks of his hit points away as well, once, once he attacks. A major thing that I probably should have mentioned a long, long time ago in this game review and in very much earlier in the previous one, if the dog looks like he's about to attack, do not cast a spell. Let the dog finish his attack first. Otherwise, whatever's weaker usually tends to win out. So, and usually, probably your spell is actually probably weaker than the dog attack in, in a lot of cases. Your spell or alchemy formula, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing to make note of. That way you can get two hits in. You know, you get both the dog and your, th your uh, crush or whatever in at the same time. See, I'm making the same mistake right now. See, I only got one attack in. It's a, it's a, it's annoying, but it is what it is. Annoyingly, the dog does miss a lot too. Let's not forget that, because especially if it's an elusive boss like this one, moves around constantly. So when the dog lunges to attack, the guy tends to move away. In this case, the foot knight, which I've said twice now or three times. So of course, like I said, there was no access uh, to that right side because, well, yeah, you don't want the queen to come storming through and wiping them out. So you go underneath. You go a little staircase that opens up when you uh, defeat the foot knight. You kind of work your way down inside and such. I forget if, no, this is not the part where, I forget that. Yeah, you'll notice there's another energy core looking item that Tiny threw earlier. See now this one, there's another one here, so you're gonna get it later on. It's a very important item to power up uh, one of the devices you're gonna need to fly later on. Or actually, no, much later, excuse me. That's like the end of the game. We'll talk about that when we get there. It's a long ways away, but it's, just one of those things make a mental note i do believe there's a man nope this isn't the part yet it's a little later where you meet up with a guy that will give you more alchemy formulas and now you get to another place you will need a map especially again if you let out the uh Oglin in the uh after you got out of that uh, uh underground area when you came from the pyramid and all that into gothica if you let out the Oglin out of the well once you like after you'd gotten out of the well yeah, that's where you can get the wizard's coin. So again, get the map, get the map for the uh, for the uh, for the dark forest coming up because it's insane. It's not that difficult if you have a map. If you don't, good luck because it's too confusing. It's too repetitive. Uh, it's funny how the guy says pack heat. <laughs> yeah, he walks softly and pack heat instead of walk softly and carry a big stick like uh, <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt said at the Minnesota State Fair in 1901, if I remember the exact year. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, to think it was here of all places. But you'll also notice that there's an area where yeah, you'll go all the way to a dead end, but you can get an alchemy formula there. Do it. Just do it. And of course, if you have the, like a, a map that you can look up for free on the internet, just go ahead and do that. That's what I highly recommend. And again, get to the area where the Oglin is as well, near the end, because if you don't, you'll miss out on getting the Wizard's Coin, which is an item that I didn't know existed for the first 20 years or so that I had this game. Crazy stuff. And when I talk about going towards the guy with the alchemy formula, basically head in the general direction to the right first, and then kind of work your way down and all that, and to the eventual dead end, which is, you know, yeah. I mean, you'll figure it out by looking at the maps. Some maps are better than others, which is annoying, but yeah, that's the way this is. <laughs> Some of these maps are kind of annoying to deal with, but others are pretty decent. And maybe you'd like to hear what the Dark Forest sounds like. Well, here you go.
And now at long last, I've reached the alchemist guy, basically. Uh, he says, you're quite an adventurer to wander this far deep in the forest. I hate to tell you, but this is a dead end. We're talking nowhere as well. Listen, as long as you're here, I'll give you my favorite alchemy spell. It's called One Up. Use it just before you lose all your hit points, basically. So, yeah, it's really nice. Um, again, it's another one that requires a feather. Uh, a feather and a root. There'll be a better one coming up later on. But get it anyway. It's nice to have. But, yeah. <laughs> Feathers are stupid expensive. I think you already figured that out. Um, don't even bother. Maybe you'll find some in certain areas of the game, and that's about it. Otherwise, work your way back. But what I recommend here, rather than actually having to work your way back, use the wings uh, or the escape formula. I just use the wings because what the heck? Why even bother using uh, uh, in ingredients if you can get wings for like a cheap price? Basically, go back to where that other guy was. Uh, oh, yeah, like once you use the wings, he'll be right back where that uh, old man was at the beginning. And you can just save again, and now work your way to the the real end of the forest, which it'll take a little while, but with the map, it's not hard. Just ignore the monsters. It's What's the point? There's no point. And obviously, all the little signs, you can read them if you want to just take it a little chuckle, but they're not helpful at all. It's basically like a Nintendo power level, is what you could say, <laughs> to be frank. And then when you mercifully finally reach the end... You basically kind of fight uh, like kind of a shadow version of yourself three times, basically. So it's kind of fun. It's entertaining. It's like uh, Link and all that. It's like Link and his shadow, but a lot freaking easier. You could fight with weapons. Otherwise, you could crush him with crush. And well, like, why not? Why the heck not? Honestly. And let me tell you, get rid of him quickly, because if you don't, he's going to start using powerful alchemy spells and you're going to be in trouble. And what if you didn't save and you get to do the whole stupid thing again? You're not going to be happy, so just kill him. Just, 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 just do it. Get it over with immediately. And upon your victory, you get the Crusader Sword. So, Crusader Sword, if I... <laughs> my voice kind of cracked for a split second there. And you talk to a kid that's kind of like, Wow, I saw you beat yourself three times. That doesn't make sense, but okay, cool, I got it. And then you uh, record your progress. And this is where you can lead yourself to the Oglin, if you want to, which I, well, recommended a million times over. It's a secondary map, so... Yeah, you, you need to open up the secondary map that's probably be on the same website you're on. It's basically Dark Forest Map 2. I mean, you know, and this this way you can get the Oglin. And yeah, you you just you just want to do that. Like, why the heck not? Otherwise, you know, you're missing out on something cool. Something that I never knew existed for, you know, <laughs> for, um, you know, over over 20 years. And now the game is almost 30 years old, which is crazy. Really sad, actually. Once we get to 2025, like say the second half of the year of 2025, it's a 30-year-old video game. Now, I did let the Oglin out. Yep, there he is. One time, I swear I let him out, or I couldn't get the guy to come out. It was really a pain. But then he says, hi, hi, hi. Your kindness is very welcome. To save me from the well was a great thing. You did not have to do that, you know? Please take my token of appreciation, the wizard's coin. What an unbelievably cool feeling. And it's just, I'm still blown away. Like, something like that was hiding from me all those years. And there it is. You know, it's just one of those cool, cool, like, kind of kind of like an Easter egg. It pretty much is. Magic defense is increased for the one who possesses this coin. So your magic defense is up, basically, from, well, alchemy spells that might be very tough. So it's kind of valuable. Otherwise, just kind of work your way out of here, and off you go. It only would have, you know, you're only sidetracking for about literally a second to go to the Oglin. So just freaking do it but of course again you had to let him out of the well first once you first came out of the well you walk up to the well let the bucket drop again and take it out i'm sure i mentioned that three or four times already but what the heck just in case 
And now, upon leaving this area, you will fight the Timber Drake, which I think that's his name. Yes, obviously a dragon, kind of like pastel colors, like kind of like some of those uh, <laughs> some of those IBM Tandy games uh, from like the, the end of the '80s and the early '90s. You'll get that. Uh, you'll get that cute kind of pastel color. That's kind of his color scheme, but obviously he's much better looking, more like a Charlotte Hornets color scheme, as you could say. But just to, yeah, his defense is freaking pathetic. So you just destroy him with the crush bell and the dog. And he's dead in like a couple seconds. But nice color scheme at the very least. You barely get to enjoy him, though. <laughs> he's dangerous, though, if you let him attack you and all that. Now you also have the lance, which is great. And the final weapon you'll get later on is the, uh, not the Atom Smasher, but the Night Basher. You'll notice there's a new barrier that the current axe you now have, the, the current axe, the bronze axe you have, will not break. You have to get the Night Basher to break through that. It looks like kind of rocks and wood kind of built up and all that. So the Night Basher will be able to break through that barrier. Now we go into another kind of, you could call it like a dried up sewer system, basically. Yeah, it is a sewer system, but it's dried up. And there's another place you'll, maybe you'll want to map if you want to look at some, uh, you know, you want to find everything in the area. And if not, it's up to you. It's, you know, it's your choice for whatever you really care about. Honestly, though, for now, you don't really need to get everything because you don't really have access as much as you'd like. Once you have the Night Batcher later on, you can get everything because you will be coming back through here later. So just kind of work your way. Obviously, you can use the map uh, to get around everything. Um vgmaps.com is a good place to go obviously kind of google that with secret of evermore it'll have a list of every map in the game so that'll kind of really help you throughout this one to make it a lot easier and less confusing in certain areas that might kind of look repetitive especially the stupid dark forest which could drive anybody absolutely up the wall of course and once you're finally done with that nonsense you're basically in the dungeon kind of like you were last time around in the other castle do the same thing just kind of open everything up you know, and kill off the monsters kind of one by one and open the door, kill the monster, open the, you know, not the door, but the cell or whatever the heck it is. Kill the monster, so far it's mostly spiders and such. So, fun stuff. The raptor, yeah, he's not really much of a joke. I'd probably pull out the, <laughs> I'd pull out the, I'd pull out the crush for that one. Those are kind of dangerous because this one's a little stronger than the guy you were fighting, the raptors you were fighting in Prehistorica. You'd think by now you'd have more powerful weapons and such, but this one is like, kind of like an upgrade, I guess. It seems like it, because he's surviving everything you get. So, and much later in the game, the, the mecha one or the, the machine, oh, yeah, like the robo ones in Omnitopia, they can pretty much kill you, like, no problem. They're insanely dangerous. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there, of course. And this time, once you come out, instead of winding up in the castle, you come up from behind a house and hear one of the most peaceful, calming songs in the history of the world. Ebon Keep, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy.
is there anything that sounds more it's it's so calming and it makes me think of the good old days it really does it has that kind of like going back in the day feeling doesn't it like when i was a kid this and when i was young that and remember how good things were and all that yep everything is empty deserted for the most part for the most part and of course there is no uh alleyway where you can trade stuff and all that um there's this front area where you'll be trading stuff eventually when everybody moves back spoiler alert after you get rid of that evil queen machine robot thingy because we've kind of figured that out already as well try to walk wander around the houses maybe if you can get kind of around the sides some of them you can actually get in from like the back so to speak others yeah i mean they're all kind of you know there's barrels in the way and such because of all the people moving to avon keep and or excuse me ivor tower oh they'll be back later and you'll be wandering around here again but then eventually you'll get to an inn and yeah the combination of inn and like armor and weapons and all that type of store well go to the store part first ignore the inn for now go inside and if you've played final fantasy 4 before but you've never played this game well guess who's here cecil of baron castle unbelievably cool <laughs> yep he's like i don't recognize you who are you and like no we're from podunk and of course this guy says i never heard of podunk my name is cecil of baron castle maybe you've heard of me before yep have you heard of my victory over xeromus yep that's the last boss at final fantasy 4 you say sure of course and he will actually yep tell you settle down with his wife rosa who was the queen you know of you know him and him and him and rosa became the king and queen basically at the end of the game of uh you know like the, the main kingdom there um but now they're settled down here in ebon keep interestingly of all places uh and then you can buy armor from him so and it's basically the level two armor of this part actually the level three armor excuse me of this part of the game the level three armor and he will give you a discount because you've uh you know told him you've you've heard of him before perhaps you've heard of me right <laughs> the knight's helm the shining uh armor and the yep the knight in shining armor right and the, and the dragon's claw and you should already have the defender collar from earlier for the dog of course and that's kind of common sense but now you got much stronger armor and he also gives you the um the bazooka that you lost a while ago interestingly so and you also have a projectile in there you can buy more of that later on when you get to omnitopia which is the final of the four you know parts of the game so to speak equip your new armor you'll notice basically a trend of defense going from 54 to 72 which is just you know awesome and then 50 to 65 when it comes to the dragon's claw but obviously big jump in defense which is great and you're going to need it because you always will you can also buy items from him and all that such and you can also notice those little tiktok clocks on the wall which kind of remind you of final fantasy 4 as well and of course stay at the end where Cecil is and all that i mean why the heck not you could you know heal up from all the damage you maybe have incurred uh over the last level or two and of course uh yep save the game so why the heck wouldn't you want that to happen what if something stupid happens of course when you bump into the the rat later on not too far from now which is a pretty significant boss which actually gives you a ton of gold pieces when you beat him um yeah you're gonna want to yeah you're gonna want to save before that just in case something stupid happens and of course again like i was mentioning there are areas where you can get behind the houses or kind of to the side yep always check always check some of them you some of them yeah even though you can get back there you there's still no passageway but then eventually there is one before the i think this is it that wasn't it huh must be the next level weird as you keep going up and up the stairs 
This one. It's gotta be. Yep. This is another alchemy formula. Regrowth from an uh, old lady. She says she's giving up her, you know, business, whatever. So what the heck? I'll give you this formula. Regrowth. And uh, you can buy ingredients and all that. That one, I believe, what was what did it need? Acorns and water, I believe, for regrowth. I'll make 100% sure, just to be polite here to you. Uh, I thought I had it in front of me. <laughs> of course not. Crap. I can't remember what it, yeah, I have to pull it up when you unequip and all that. So regrowth is an acorn and water. One acorn and two water. And acorns, for some reason, are super expensive as well, which is stupid. Acorns, expensive, huh? And you can find like hundreds of millions of them on the ground every fall. Right. And once you're done there, you get that. That's probably it for secrets for the moment. Now you kind of work your way up, up, up. You know, there's a lot of rats everywhere. Hmm. And don't be, uh, you know, don't be deterred by what look like gates blocking your way. The gates will automatically open when you get there. I don't know why, but that's nice. Um, you can, because there's a lot of rats around, you can level build your weapons here if you choose to it's kind of tedious and unnecessary so i say ah yeah hell with it that type of thing and just do it later it's not super necessary you get up to the king of the rats as he calls himself and um yeah luckily his defense sucks so you can kill him real quick with a crush spell but if you mess around and don't oh boy uh, you will die because he is incredibly powerful uh alchemy spells so use the, ver uh, use the crush spell on Verminator as fast as possible and get rid of him. Otherwise, he will kill you. Um, that's a major thing. One time I just kind of messed around and all of a sudden I was just dead. I was like, what just happened here? Yep. He's very, very powerful, even though he doesn't look like it. <laughs> Believe me, even Acid Rain hits you with 87. That's crazy. But the good part is, yep, you wipe him out. You get your hit points restored, so to speak. He gives you a thousand gold pieces, but then you find an extra stash of five thousand just automatically. Pretty cool. So you got six thousand gold pieces, and now you get another new song. This is the Eben Keeps version of kind of the secondary castle music, you can say. And after this, you realize as you work your way up, you realize it's basically a carbon copy of the other castle. In fact, that one was the actual copy, not this one. This is the original, only it's not quite as dot, dot, dot clean. Hmm. Again, you know what is clean? Cleanliness, cleanliness, clean. What, what do butlers do? Exactly. The butler's the bad guy. And so are his henchmen. Now you get to meet uh, Tinker, a funny looking guy with red hair and a, a beard. Kind of looks like a 
I don't know, like an elf or something. Basically like one of Santa's helpers or something. But uh, yep, he's like, who are you? What do you want? You introduce each other and all that. And then the queen of Ivar Tower wants to open the drawbridge and he's like, um, no, that's the imposter. Don't even think about it. Let's go talk to somebody else here real quick. And then you get to meet the real queen and her hear her theme. One question I've never had answered in my life before. Why are all the flames green here? Green. I don't understand. Just because it's older and dirtier? Green. Okay. Interesting. But, uh, yep, now you get to talk to Camellia, who's actually one of the other people from Podunk. She, uh, I believe she was a librarian, right? I think, yep. She's a librarian from the, um, the 1960s, of course. Elizabeth was the granddaughter. Uh, uh, the other guy uh, that he met before is, uh, you know, into archaeology and all that. So pretty cool indeed. Horace, of course, is the archaeologist. And now Camellia. Yep, she was a librarian, basically. She will be again at some point. And notice there are books everywhere, too. So that is kind of her thing. So not too imaginative there. So now, of course, eventually, yeah, so you're going to work your way back to the other castle. Eventually to set things straight, so to speak. But, um, yeah, got a couple of quests to do before that, of course. So now you go to the right from where you were in that, you know, where you're talking to the queen. And that's where you, you run into a tiny little mini-boss first. And then you eventually talk to Tinker, who will help you and give you some ideas of what to do next. Also, Tinker has an interesting and cool theme as well. Check it out. Before you actually go to him, though, you get one of the, you know, a simple little funny, like, uh, it's a security, basically, thing, where it ends up being a mini-boss, and you get one of the funniest lines in the game after you beat them, because they come out of the glass, basically, they kind of come out of the, the, the windows, and <laughs> you say, woo, those guys were a pain in the glass. It was pretty funny, I thought, anyway. So Tinker Tinkerbox basically is kind of like the scientist of this era and all that such. So he'll actually provide you with flying devices, which is really helpful. Well, at least a certain flying device eventually, but not right away, of course. He'll kind of guide you on your way back eventually. It's basically in a nutshell, he can help you not only get a flying device to kind of go around the Evermore and such, but to eventually shoot up into space, which is again, again, Omnitopia, which is your ultimate way home when you're done there. So, yeah, Tinker Tinkerbox becomes super valuable, but first things first, we got to get rid of that imposter. Yep, that's kind of the number one goal at this stage now. You'll notice how oh, when there's a cutscene with the queen, like saying we have to find this device, this powerful device. Well, that was actually that energy core looking item you saw uh, underneath the chessboard, but she doesn't know it's there, of course. So thankfully, she does not know 
um, the leader of all the evil twins, so to speak, is the one looking for it. Yes, I think you know who it is by now. And in this room, you'll find uh, alchemy speller too. But you're also gonna get you're also gonna get the uh, night smasher. So we're gonna head back to that dungeon area, dungeon slash sewer area. And there were areas you couldn't get through and such. And ultimately, at the beginning of the dungeon era area, at the end of the dark forest, there was the you know that was rocks and wood kind of blocking the way. That's where the night smasher comes in. So that's where you take care of that super important type of deal there. But obviously, yeah, so now you're going to have much more access with that Night Smasher, the level 3 axe in the game, 3 axe in the game. Look around the room, kind of pressing the button, basically, like around books and such. You're sure to find an alchemy spell or two along the way. I'm going to try to dig around. I know what happens later on as well. Oh, I hate when the characters bump into each other. Yep, there's one of the bookshelves. You get the slow burn formula. That's nice. I forget it. I think there's a second one right now, but maybe there's, it's later. I know you can get Nitro here later on. It won't be at this moment. Ah, there it is. Yep. So right where you found the, um, uh, to just to the right of where you found the Night Smasher in the treasure chest, there's uh, like, like kind of paper on the table. Just kind of look around there and you'll find it. So cool. You got two new Alchemy formulas and all that. Now basically work your way into the dungeon and ultimately... The sewers and all that but now you'll have much faster access with the night smasher and kind of like almost to the dark forest but then break the uh the rock slash wood you know barrier so to speak and work your way north to gomi which is tinker tinkerbox's like twin brother basically he's all about flying and he'll be able to guide you to the uh back to the castle where you need to be but again one more thing before you do that <laughs> and i apologize i really do Go to the right a bit. Yep, well, yeah, the dungeon, there's that. But go north first in the castle, kind of like the banquet hall area again. Go to the right in the banquet hall before, you again, you go to the dungeon. Work your way south, a couple rooms, and you'll see what it looks like a boy. He'll call himself Neris, the smartest boy in Avon Keep. I bet you're not as smart as me. Guess the number in your hand. What's my guess? There's nine and seven. I'm going to say nine. Thankfully, I was lucky and got it right away. This is the best heal spell in the game by miles and miles and miles. You'll basically need this to defeat uh, Carlton, the final boss of the game, <laughs> at the end. Um, equip it now or save it for later. I just say go ahead and equip it now. What do you need Sting for? Just equip uh, Super Heal now. You're not going to need it this second. Um, sometimes you're wrong and if you have to walk around and keep guessing, kind of in and out of the castle, and then he'll kind of the boy will change forms and eventually you'll guess the right number. It's kind of weird and random, but I don't know. It's nice to have. It's really nice, but uh, obviously it's the most important heal spell in the game, so you have to get that. You just have to. So go there before you go anywhere else and get that uh, super heal, because that's how you can defeat Carlton at the end of the game. You probably, yeah, you just want to save it up when you buy the acorns and um, ethanol. So interestingly, acorns and ethanol somehow, some way, raise up um, <laughs> or give you the super heal formula. So going back to the chessboard will not do you any good. Instead, go through the um, the sewers, so to speak, right where you came from originally uh, to get into this place. And again, you can hack away at all the different barriers to get where you need to be, which is the Gomi's Tower, as he likes to call it. I hope I wasn't saying right. It's to the left when you're heading towards to get uh, Neris and all that. That's the name of the boy. And then ultimately the dungeon as well, which is like one of the lower uh, left doors, so to speak. Get into the dungeon again. And just kind of try to figure out which one leads you to where you were in the sewer area. 
and I finally found it. So yeah, I hope I haven't been directing you incorrectly, but uh, generally you'll get the idea where everything is. Do not leave without the super heal formula. Just don't. It's like you'll be very disappointed. Without it, you're most likely to beat the game with it than without it. <laughs> That's a simple, simple solution there. As you're walking around, just the satisfaction of being able to break those barriers that were in your way before. <clears throat> Kind of like getting a better job at work, right? Yeah, that's kind of a goal we all have. So now you're back out to basically where the dark forest was. You see the two barriers, you know, break it with one hit, break both of them with one hit, um, and off you go north, 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 into Gomi's Tower. Just kind of work your way up if you really need help with the map, but otherwise, eh, it's not that complicated. It looks kind of like the swamp area much earlier in the game with Blimp but going upward and such in a sense. It's kind of similar graphic style. Uh, it's obviously made out of just kind of junk that collapses and such, and th there is an elevator that can take you up as well, but it's fun to kind of gather items and beat up bad guys, I guess, if you feel like it along the way. But eventually work your way up to Komi, where you're going to fight uh, another boss. And this one, of course, is another dragon, this time named Sterling. He's pretty he's pretty tough, to say the least, of, compared to the other dragons. And he also has the effect where he can pick you up and drop you. Uh, so you'll find out more as to what's going on with the picking up and dropping and such. Provides to be a very valuable uh, thing later on. But for now, it's just a major nuisance. And yeah, he does have alchemy spells as well. That can be, you know, tough. Fireball is not necessarily the easiest thing. It's a huge nuisance because you want to just defeat the guy and move on in the game. But he keeps dropping you down and dropping you down. And you have to keep... Go climbing back up. It's, it's not too far down, but it's a pain. You want to just move on in the game, and you can't. So, yeah, something to deal with. So try as uh, try as you might, try to keep the, as much distance as you can with at least being within range that you can cast the uh, alchemy formula on Sterling. Pray to God it happens. But oftentimes it just doesn't work out. It's annoying. But So it's going to be a tedious fight off and on. Um, you don't ultimately kill Sterling, though as Gomi will stop the fight once you've damaged him enough, so to speak. And he ends up being your friend because he's Gomi's friend. That type of thing. Let me tell you, though, when the fight is over, you are relieved because it's one of the most obnoxious fights because, again, like I keep repeating, he picks you up and drops you over and over and over and over again. So it's nice to get it over with. Of course, again, Sterling is your friend now, or at least he will be, thanks to Gomi. Gomi will uh, have him pick you up and take you to the castle. Pretty simple. Unfortunately... You won't really see Sterling again after that, but he's alive and well and buddies with Gome. So, good for him. Gome looks just like Tinker Tinkerbox, except his hair is a slightly different color and all that. But, yeah, he likes to be up in the sky with his friends the dragons. That's pretty much what he's all about. Gome will also give you Lightning Storm, which is another alchemy, of course. Uh, one part of iron and two parts of ash. Sounds good. Sterling drops us off at the sewers, woohoo, <laughs> which is okay. And uh, Gome will save your game and all that cool stuff. Then you basically work your way back to where you were before when you got in the castle the first time out of the dungeon. You know, kind of simple stuff. Not overly complicated, I'm sure, uh, at the end of the day. Upon entering the castle, you'll notice yet another uh, castle song, and we'll play that for you now, because this time you're on the attack. It's time to wrap this SOB up, or whatever you like to call them.
So basically work your way up the winding stairwell to the, the left, you can say, and eventually into where that whole puppet show was before <laughs> and all that. And the battle shall begin. This time it's showtime. <laughs> all those puppets you were seeing, they're bad guys. There's that evil queen and all that. You never actually fight her, but then again, you never really fight the other uh, creatures either. You beat the boss and then, then they just die with the, the boss eventually. So you kind of blast away at those obnoxious uh, puppets, Mephista and the other one. I think it's called like some, uh, I forget what it is, Mephista and Old Nick, yep. Okay, you kind of beat up in them and eventually Mongola breaks his way out. And the only way to beat him is a crush spell, basically. You can't really do much else, just fire away. I'm noticing more and more, Mongola kind of almost looks like um, Carlton the butler. Uh, but obviously a lot creepier looking, kind of like a, you know, like a corpse or a demon, basically. It's pretty much what he has, a big demon head kind of behind the scenes, and you just crush, crush, crush away until he's gone. You can also kind of gain levels quickly if you have enough crush spells by killing the puppets over and over and over again. The, the crush spell or have the dog attack one way or another. But at the end of the day, your target here is Mongola. Once Mongola's gone, this whole part of the game is over for the most part, until you get the uh, flying device and all that. So that's when you're working your way to uh, eventually Omnitopia. Mongola eventually blows up and dies. Woohoo! And uh, the Queen, then you get some more Garfield humor here, which you're going to like very much. Actually, quite an interesting and funny uh, little cutscene with the Queen trying to uh, jump on you. I don't know why she would do that, but okay. And then the King drops one of the greatest gems of all time, <laughs> basically says, I believe the queen has damaged the foundation as the castle starts to collapse. At least parts of it do. And the king also gives you 10,000 gold pieces for your troubles. Amazing. 10,000 gold pieces, though I suppose he is the king. But saying how she's damaged the foundation is one of the funniest things we've ever heard in our lives, I suppose. Because, yeah, you just figure out why he said that. Then the king, of course, runs away, saying we got to get the heck back to Evan Keep. Everybody left. Um, so if you actually walk outside of the castle for a second, you'll hear that Evan Keep song, and then eventually that Evan Keep now will have the Ivor Tower song when you head back, because now it's kind of alive and well, like it was before. So basically, kind of work your way back to Evan Keep through the uh, the lonely halls and all that cute stuff. Kind of how you got there the first time around. It's a, definitely a desolate place now. Uh, interestingly enough, see all those doors are still locked and the old man is still in there. In, in there. It's kind of sad, actually, to think about that. But it's also sad that these beautiful, lonely halls um, aren't in Ebon Keep at all. At least I don't think so, because you certainly never see them. Work your way through that annoying, like, chessboard maze nonsense, which actually isn't that hard, because you're just basically going from one side to the other at this point. You don't have to, like, go all the way to the middle and all that. You just kind of work your way out. It's not too complicated. Now you can cross. There is a drawbridge there. And you're in Ebon Keep, as, uh, like it was before. You can now go into the, uh, town, if you like, and collect items out of the houses and such, just like before, and hear everybody's interesting conversations as to, geez, that was kind of weird, like, went from here to the other castle, now back here. Okay, we're sick of moving. So that's kind of the general concept you're going to be hearing from people. And that, uh, in the town. But what the heck, get some items, collect this, collect that. Cecil's still there too, which is cool, in his, uh, you know, in his shop and in place. 
And like I said before, you'll now hear that Ivor Tower song in Evan Keep because, yeah, so, well, they're done with the, the robot queen. They now have the real queen back, so to speak, but eventually she's going to leave with you to back to Pudunk. Spoiler alert. I'm sure that's a real spoiler, right? But um, walk around, talk to people. Maybe you'll get some interesting information. And in fact, you probably will. But also, you get some, some treasures along the way, and why the heck not? And this time when you go to Lance's house, you don't have to worry about it. He already knows you and says, go ahead, take the stuff. So, you know, you won't get in trouble. You get ethanol and stuff, which is, a, you know, kind of an expensive thing. It's just funny to think you have ethanol in this game. <laughs> ethanol, huh? Is it is it 88 uh, fuel you can do too, maybe? Hmm, or 85, E85. Hmm, well, it's something anyway. Interestingly, in one of the houses, you'll get an Atlas medallion. So you can't say that's not valuable. Of course it is. Uh, yep, one guy's talking about Gomi and all that. It's interesting. Yep, eventually when you're all done, though, and yeah, some places you get like 10 uh, ingredients of stuff or 7 or 6. So there's a lot of stuff to get. Like, why the heck not? Otherwise, eventually you're going to wind up at Tinker. And yeah, then he'll kind of keep you moving around, which is pretty cool. Interestingly, as you get down into the, the area where there's like trading and such, you can actually buy Thunderball shells. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You can buy a few of those for your bazooka. So you'll get much more powerful ones and a lot higher quantity and such as well uh, when you get up to Omnitopia. But for now, why, why the heck not buy a few? It's helpful. You can also go back to the queen and she'll kind of thank you for everything and all that. And where is she? Okay, yeah, <laughs> like walking the wrong way. She's moving around a lot faster than she was before. But yep, she's happy. Everything's good to go right now. And yeah, you finally get to tinker and all that cool stuff. And you'll notice Tinker's not in his room, so to speak, so where the heck is he? You just keep going to the right outside, and then down he comes in <clears throat> the Wind Waker, I believe it's called. So, really cool. Um, that's your first flying device here. Very exciting. Now you can go to the other parts of Evermore. Isn't that cool? And you get to also see what these what these fire pits were for. These, you know, you know, unlit fire pits were for throughout the game at times that would pop up. Those are areas where you can land the Wind Waker. So, extremely cool. Uh, a couple of them in Prehistorica, a couple of them in Gothica, or uh, Antica, pardon me. And I think there's only one in Gothica, from what I remember correctly. It's just the one right here. But now we see the point of those. Um, it wants you to get some parts, though, that can help lead you out into space and all that. Some are in uh, by the volcano and such in the... Well, one's in the Bugmuck area, one's by the volcano... And then other other ones in uh, later on that you're going to get in Antica. We'll talk to that uh, about that in a little bit. Basically, getting the diamond eyes from the statue, <laughs> uh, the dog statue. So, yep, that's the other thing um, <laughs> in Antica. But first, of course, we're going to head towards the prehistorica and power up the weapons that we've uh, built up. Yep, it might be kind of boring, and you're not required to do it, but I think it's nice to power them up because. Again, it's going to be super easy to do because you're going to kill everything in one hit real quickly in um, uh, Prehistorica. So, you know, hack away at those turtles, basically, next to Fire Eyes Village. Just hack away at those, beat them up, and you'll power up all the, the, ax the two axes, the two swords, and the two spears very quickly. So those will be all completely powered up. And you'll make some money along the way, too, by doing it. And maybe gain a level or two. I understand it's boring and everything, but hey, it's, you know, it just makes the game easier as you progress. Uh, also, flying the Wind Walker, you can press the uh, 
R button, and of course he'll tell you as well what you can do. But you can press the R button to get different views as to where the heck you're going. But like I said three times now, go to the um, <laughs> go to Prehistorica first. Highly recommended. Go to the one closer to Bugmuck, which is right next to Fire Eyes Village, because that's where you're going to want to level build your weapons as much as possible, or power up, or whatever they call that. When you're doing that, I recommend putting the dog to just searching around so he doesn't kill the monsters, because by now he's probably powered up fully. He's been powered up for a long time, or he's, you know, so you, you don't need him there to doing that anymore. I mean, just by default, he's probably done that by now. <laughs> just random attacks throughout the game. So, uh, yeah, that's what you'll want to do. And, of course, you know, get as many ingredients as you can for the heal spell, heal and cure, stuff like that. That way you're maxed out. And you'll, you'll come back again later, again, spoiler alert, to do the same thing with the uh, the next group of weapons from Omnitopia. Because, well, why the heck not? Especially when you're going to fight Carlton, you want your weapons powered up. No kidding, right? Not to mention the ingredients for the crush spell when you get back to Antica, where you buy them in the Blimp's cave, so to speak, from, from Blimp. Duh. Also, when you go to buy new ingredients from Strongheart, ultimately for, you know, cure and heal and all that, he will give you a new uh, alchemy formula called Miracle Cure, which actually you when you cure yourself, you get healed a little bit as well. Two parts of root and one part vinegar. Uh, ultimately, that can end up replacing cure because why the heck not? It's like a better version of it. And now I realize I rudely haven't played the Wind Waker soundtrack, so you definitely want to listen to that one. Easily one of the best tracks in the game. Easily. Uh, when you get to the village, the boy or <laughs> Gustav Olofsson or whoever says, let's talk to Fire Eyes. So might as well hear what she has to say quick before we continue level building our weapons and such. Fire Eyes, Elizabeth or whatever. She says hi and all that. Looks like you've been through a lot. And of course you're like, that's for dang sure. Blah, blah, blah. She said, yep, that he saw us riding the back of a giant bird. Of course, that was the flying device and all that. So really appreciate that from Tinker Tinkerbox. And you tell her that you've met other people in the world. And she's like, yes, I know them. That's exactly, you know, they were all part of the whole thing. Uh, the one that's not accounted for is a grandfather. And of course, that's uh, Professor Russellberg on the space station. So really appreciate that part. 
now we're yep so it's just kind of an ongoing conversation and she kind of helps you tells you where to go and all that some of the stuff is in bug muck some of it's by the volcano simple and of course you can fly there with your wind waker and all that also again level build your weapons and all that you don't have to but you can um and then you both kind of come to the conclusion that it's probably the butler yeah and it's like of course that's kind of where we've been heading towards it's probably the butler that's been doing all this and well of course you've been running into robots the whole time when it comes to bad guys including the bug the the big giant bug you're actually going to fight a revised version of that bug again now instead of the reddish orangish one it's going to be like a like a lime green colored bug a little bit harder of course uh but with a crushed spell and maybe a powered up spear or something to throw at the heart or possibly uh axe or whatever the heck there you go simple right i don't even think i mentioned the name of the uh the level three spear that you get in gothica of course uh, that's after you beat the Timber Drac, if I remember correctly. It's called the Lance, so it's basically like a knight's spear. Cool. So definitely build that up probably before anything else. Either that or the Crusader Sword. Ah, what the heck. Any of the level 3 weapons. You can always build them up first, beat the bosses, and then build the others next, depending on whatever strategy you want. But, um, yeah, but like build up the bronze weapons from the uh, from the Antica. Or don't build them up at all. Hell with it. It's but. I recommend building them up. It just makes the game more complete. And, of course, fighting bosses, it can make it more fun as well. So, basically, just kind of work your way back to where that big bug was in the bug muck and basically go through the same level. It's quite easy now, of course, because everything dies in one hit. And as long as you let the weapon kind of get to, you know, 100% or so, or even a portion of that, you have to go through the same stupid maze again. But, oh, well, it's not that hard. You just figure it out on your own, pretty much, or use your... Uh, Use a um, <clears throat> map online, like GameFAQs or something like that. Simple stuff. I believe all the same broken spots were broken too, so that'll make it easier. Maybe you get it memorized. Maybe you've memorized it years in the past. Who knows? But uh, yeah, basically work your way back to the bug and kill it the same way you did before. It's a stronger, meaner version. Always watch your health meter and heal and all that stuff because you just never know. Because the alchemy spells are a bit tougher than you might expect. Did I say lime green? More like a sky blue color. Kind of sky blue, but not as, like, blue, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe a fainted teal color. Like, a shark's jersey that's been sitting in the sun too long. A San Jose Sharks, that is. Uh, Col Colo Patera. That's the name of it. Yeah, good luck with that one. But, basically, you can use, you can power up your weapon or whatever. You know, charge it up, so to speak. Hold the button down until it's level 3, if you've level built it up. Or use, uh you know, crush. Uh, the alchemy spells are very, 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 very tough here. They hit you with over a hundred at times, like storm and such. Heal. Uh, seriously, heal. Or you're going to be very disappointed and frustrated, especially if you haven't saved in a long time, like me at the moment here. So, heal. I mean, heal and heal and heal. It's probably best to just freaking say, screw it and use the crush spell. Hell with the weapons and all that. Just wipe the SOB out ASAP before he wipes you out. It's quite simple. Even hits you with Flash that's over like 95 or so. Can you believe that? Flash, 95. That's how strong the alchemy is at this guy. So again, he's not a joke. You gotta take him out as fast as possible. Kill or be killed. And of course, speaking of kill or be killed, make sure you put the dog back on fight mode rather than search, uh, depending on you know where you are and building up your weapons and such. But yeah, fight for sure, no matter what. And then if you're going to build up your weapons again, put him back into search. And when he's dead, well, he's dead. And you hit the uh, cocoon-looking thing, and you found a wheel. That's one of the items you're going to need for that uh, 
next, you know, the, the space rocket thingy to get up to the uh, thingy. No, to get up to the space station. <laughs> I had to say it. I'm just trying to talk weird. But, yeah, I mean, well, this first objective is done. Now you head uh, back to either build up your weapons or to the volcano. And one thing I should mention if I hadn't already... Make sure you buy as many ingredients as you can here because, well, they're cheaper here than in other eras. And then, yeah, obviously you don't want to spend all the money you have, because, but, yeah, you you should have plenty with the currency exchange and all that, especially that 10,000 gold pieces you got from the king at the end of Gothica. When you do currency exchange, you'll have, like, 100,000 talons or, like, you know, 80,000 or whatever, approximately. It depends. But, yeah, you should be able to buy tons and tons of ingredients here, which, again, is a lot cheaper. It's like buying stuff you know yeah <laughs> it's like buying stuff with a cheaper currency and all that so yeah but whatever you can get and and whatever you specifically need as well anyway onward to the volcano we go and of course not in the volcano outside the volcano so basically try to do a similar thing that you did before when you wound up at the top of the volcano where you got that mud pepper or you know the uh, levitation spell not the mud pepper but the levitation spell or alchemy, so to speak, from the guy on top of the volcano, who unfortunately, yeah, I don't know if he got blown to kingdom come or what happened to him when the uh, volcano erupted. But uh, yes, uh, supposedly the eruption caused certain parts to come down. But basically set yourself up the same way. You won't land on the top of the volcano. You'll just land in a different area close to the volcano or around the volcano, so to speak, where you'll have access to the next uh, major item you'll need in order to get quote-unquote access to the uh <laughs> to that rocket ship that tinker tinker box is going to uh, create for you so yes like i said now you land on a ledge you couldn't get before and you received a gauge well see that's good good stuff not sure what the dog is sniffing supposedly there's an item nearby but uh i took the gauge already so what are you sniffing doggy who knows but that should be your objective, I believe, just in case. I think that's all it was, the gauge and the wheel. Then eventually you'll need that power source coming out of, uh, well, you know, coming out of the pyramid, going in that area where you couldn't before, so to speak, because unfortunately uh, Tiny's lost his mind. His, his mighty strength went to his head and he allied with the Oglins, apparently. So, yep, that's where we're going to head next. The truth is you can fly to the volcano area for much quicker access than you can get going. My stupid butt went there the old-fashioned way, so kind of a waste of time. You can use the volcano, you can walk, whatever you want. I mean, I don't know. It's not just getting there. That's a, that's just kind of like unnecessary waste of time. It's having to walk all the way back. That's, yeah, where I'm regretting it pretty big right now. Kind of like a DoorDash order when you take it, it's far away, so to speak. It's far away. Oh, it's not that far, but now you got to come all the way back, and it's a dry run because you're not near anything. That type of thing. Yeah, it's a dry run. It's a waste of time. And I don't know. Welcome to the world, I suppose. Either way, get on your Wind Waker and fly to the Crustacea area, so to speak. First, there's again, there's two pits again. Two fire pits that you can see, you know, from above, so to speak. Go to the one in the city area first. That's where you can actually figure out what the heck's going on. And then, ultimately, go back across the desert to the, well, that's Crustacea. Uh, uh, Nobilia is where you want to be first. Nobilia, so it's like on the, the city side of the desert, and then obviously the uh, small area, like the ship part of the desert, that's Crustacea. That's where you're going to go afterward. Obviously, after you go visit Horus, who is, you know, basically he's what he should have been all along, the, the leader of Nobilia, so to speak. That's mostly what he is of this area, because, well, he, yeah, he's meant to be, but the bad guy, of course, took over for a little while. 
And if you're not completely sure, you pretty much just go north, 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 pretty much not too long after you come off the uh, Wind Waker, so to speak, in Nobilia. So don't get lost or anything. <laughs> By gum, it's my young friends, Philip Gustafson and Jesper Volstedt. Boy, you like goaltenders, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I do too. At least this year I do. Some years I hate them. Uh, yeah, like uh, <clears throat> Devin Dubnik and Alex Stale, but we'll get off of that. I'm afraid I have unpleasant news to share with you. Tiny has set himself up as leader of the Oglins in the depths of the pyramid. But I just said that to the listeners. Why are you repeating it? Just kidding. I fear the power has gone to his head. Should you, like a lot of people at work that, yeah, have, have no power to begin with. <clears throat> Should you try to talk some sense into him, be very careful. I discovered a spell in the palace library that may help you. It requires two, uh, one limestone and two parts bone. Two parts bone. Interesting. Barrier. So that's another way, I guess, to get rid of a limestone or something, if you have one too many, to get things evened up so you can get to 99 wax and 99 limestone for 99 crush. Yeah, <clears throat> why I got into that, I have no idea. But now we have the barrier spell, which actually can prove insanely valuable in the final battle or so versus uh, Carlton. Yes, it's Carlton. Yes, that's the butler. He's the bad guy. Yes, and he's really tough, actually. By far the hardest boss in the game. Now let's head back across the desert with the Wind Waker. Now with our friend that calls us Ralph or Captain or whatever he calls us. I, I love the guy and it's funny, but it's just, you don't need to do that. Um, just fly across and, uh, yeah, work your way towards the Pyramoda. And if you feel like it, save at Horace's camp also. Why the heck not? I mean, it's just, I don't know, like, why not? Just in case something stupid happens, because stupid things do happen, even in parts of the game where you shouldn't be uh, in too much of a danger with better armor and weapons but yeah funny things happen heck maybe the power will go out on you and you're just and you're devastated because you haven't saved since like three hours ago or something yeah things happen in this world sometimes of course along the way exchange your money for jewels so you can buy as many ingredients as you may need particularly for crush uh buy lots of jewels for crush just just buy lots of jewels for so you can get crushed, or not buy, but exchange. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, getting crushed. Crush is important, you know, crush. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> I'm just like the angry video game nerd. Get the knife, get the knife. In Ghosts and Goblins. That's pretty much what crush is in this game. Get the knife, get the knife. <laughs> pretty much. And probably stock up on some bones as well when you consider barriers. You know, it's potentially a great defensive spell in the final battle. Or alchemy formula, excuse me. Spell, formula, whatever. It is what it is. And, of course, you can save your progress with uh, your friend uh, Blimp as well when you buy those uh, ultra-important um, ingredients. So, yeah, why the heck not? By the way, also, go get the double drain formula. The same place... Oh, I think we already got it, didn't we? Yeah, we already got it. Yeah. Jim, we got it. And you can save your progress there, too. Just save your progress every five seconds because you just never know. The power might go out, you know? Kind of like living in fear like everyone does these days. The, the power might go out. Save your progress again, even though you saved 20 seconds ago. Do it. Funny part is <laughs> you have to have the dog go across the, jump across the bridge to bring the pulley thingy back over again. So might as well go get that. Uh, the pulley, I don't know what the heck that thing you call it. The thing, the pulley thing, you know, the thing, the thing that gets you across the little stream or whatever, that thing. And yes, go to Horison's camp and, uh, and uh, go to the inn and yeah and save yeah i know i you don't have to but you get the, <laughs> as long as you've saved at least once along the way here it should be okay <laughs> but sometimes you just save by default anyway 
<laughs> but, you know, just in case, maybe you got beat up a little bit along the way, which is quite possible. So, you know, even with your better armor, things happen. So just why not? Head to the bleeping pyramid at long last after about 20 minutes of my anecdotes and nonsense and maybe try to make your way across the invisible bridge or use the revealer formula. However you do it, just do it. Of course, if you fall, you just go back to Horace's camp again, which is the reason why I wound up in Horace's camp in the first place. Annoying. One thing insanely annoying, insanely annoying, the fact that you can't carry all the alchemy formulas at once, which I think would be a really nice thing. You have to equip levitation. So, yeah, if you forget that, you're going you're gonna to need levitation before you go in the pyramid because you've got to be able to pick up a rock. So it'll be the last time you'll need levitation in the game, at least from, at least I hope so. So if you didn't get it yet and you got there, just double back to where you got the drain spell and double drains uh, formula, whatever the heck they call it, and have him um, unequip, unequip to your uh, uh, levitation. Ugh, annoying, huh? So instead of going actually up to the pyramid, when you finally get across that obnoxious pit, revealer uh, revealer formula or not go down go down to the little cave area so to speak and then you're in the underneath area of the pyramid you'll see a bunch of oglins and a teleporter panel so to speak just step on that teleporter pad panel whatever the heck you call it and now it's going to be uh an interesting little thing that takes about just a minute it's real fast actually so now you want to select uh well first yep tiny must be around this looks like one of his rocks yep so you pick up Use the levitation on the spell, or on the rock, excuse me. You'll use levitation on the rock. It'll go up and be put down on one of the uh, switch pads, so to speak, that you step on. So you have you do that first, and then you, the boy, step on the middle one, bring the dog over to the left one, and voila! Everything is open. Just go north, young man, and young lady, and all that good stuff. Now the music changes into boss mode. You will not be fighting anybody except maybe Oglins. Tiny, yep, Tiny has found a home here. Leave Tiny and Tiny's friends alone. Oglins understand Tiny and Tiny feels at peace. Leave now before Tiny must crush you. I love the way he speaks in the third person. I'll save the rest of it, but so, so spoiled, so you get to laugh at it later and read it yourself. But the key is, okay, just step on the first panel. It's extremely simple. Some people might get confused and annoyed here, but the trick is, do not go to the... Uh, so once you go on the first panel... Just go back to the panel you just came out of, and guess what? It'll take you to the next area. And then guess what? Go back to the panel you just came out of, and it'll take you to the next area. Do you notice a trend? Go back to the next panel you just came out of, and it'll take you to Tiny. And Tiny will quickly give up because he's not a fighter. He's a lover, I guess. Tiny gives up. Please don't hurt Tiny. I love it. <laughs> I'll save it. Yep, he gives you the diamond eyes. You hold them up in the air like, yes, I did it. Woohoo, we win. And he basically says, stop gloating, go away. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, we're all done with that. Bada bing, bada boom. And, uh, well, next thing you can do is uh, build up your weapons back in Prehistorica. Or if you don't feel like it or if you've already done it, head back to the... And, of course, again, you go back on the panel you just came out of again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you go back out. So don't get too confused there. Um, yeah, build up your weapon some more if you really, if you want to, if you don't want to, it's up to you, blah, blah, blah. But then otherwise, uh, you know, you head back to Tinker Tinker Box and all that good stuff. And you will then be, uh, given a rocket to go up to Omnitopia. Ooh. And back to Tinker Tinker Box, you are able to tell him, yes, I did get the items <laughs> that you asked for, the gauge, 
the wheel, and the diamond eyes. So, of course, the diamond eyes provide the energy source, so to speak. He's very happy. Blah, blah, blah. It's this cute little rocket thingy. And he talks about adjust this knob, push this button, and fiddle with his gizmo. <laughs> I love how he talks. I think we're all set, ready to go. You go outside, you get put in a little turret, I believe it's called. Which is part of a castle. And of course, you can shoot up it on the rocket. And yeah, he said, <laughs> there's more Garfield humor. Like, oh yeah, minimal chance of survival. But okay, we'll get it done anyway. But yeah, it'll be fine. And of course, you survive. <laughs> It's like basically like a countdown starts. You can speed it up by just pressing the, the A button. What the heck? And that's usually what I do. Because why would you sit there for 11 seconds when you can make it four or something? But off to Omnitopia you go. The good news is you're not stuck at Omnitopia. So if you want to buy more ingredients and all that cool stuff, you will get the opportunity later after you have a chance to go down and power up some new weapons as well. So the three new weapons you get here. You start off in, I guess it's called the junkyard part of the level. A cleaning device pushes you down in there once you first arrive into Omnitopia, which is, again, a space station. Jesper Wallstead looks like a toaster now, a toaster dog, basically, a metallic toaster dog. And he said, well, <clears throat> like Tostilla in Attack of the Appliance People, at least we won't have to be uh, afraid to be attacked by Bagel Beast or Waffle, Waffle Monsters. Yep, so that was kind of funny. More Garfield humor there. This version of the dog is incredibly powerful. Like before, the dog is powerful. Now he's insanely powerful. You'll see what looks like a control panel, another one of those, uh, you know, like pads that you can step on that would transport you somewhere, but it's inactive at the moment. Later on, that will transport you to the absolute final room of the game with Carlton, the final battle, and all that good stuff. Yes, spoiler alert, 19,000 times already. The uh, bad guy is Carlton, the butler. Uh, what you do is you work your way to the northeast section of the room, if humanly possible, amongst a bunch of annoying rats and tentacles and such. And I thought I'm doing this right. Apparently not. Interesting. Um, <laughs> actually, I never talked to this guy. I am I8 Pi, Omnitopia Guard Junkyard Sector. Interesting. She's being detained in the research section. Okay, so interesting, weird conversation there. I thought you'd go down this thing. Okay, no, apparently not. I'm losing my mind. So yeah, obviously you don't want to go down, you want to go up. So, my apologies. <laughs> it is generally northeast, but not the northeast corner. Kind of northeast-ish. So you kind of want to work your way to the left area, the west, I guess. You could say work your way up to the north. And it's some kind of like a, you know, transportation thing basically it's very lit up you'll see it when you see it you'll know basically again just kind of work your way to the right everything's fairly linear here and then you get to some interesting little green guys you don't really need to battle them right now and i don't recommend doing that there's an area where there's some switches and some characters locked up i guess basically press all the switches one by one and i mean one by one Unfortunately, I opened up the one with the metallic raptor, which is probably the most dangerous monster in the entire game, outside of the final boss. I'm not kidding. He is freaking hard. So, use the crush formula, and or let the dog power up and attack the crap out of it. Otherwise, he will kill you. Yes, he will. He is. Otherwise, you can just flat out try to avoid him as best possible. So, open up the next switch. Uh, yeah, great. Good. Yep. Get away from that stinking raptor. She says, uh, or the uh, machine says, the little red machine will talk to you. 
That raptor will terminate all functions if you don't disable it. Interesting. Okay. If you don't disable it. Okay, yeah, he'll kill everything, basically, is what they're trying to tell you. So you kind of have to beat it now. Otherwise, there's this cute little pink uh, blob you want to wipe out as well. That kind of gets things going. But unfortunately, I'm in a very dangerous spot here at the moment with this stupid, stupid raptor. So for future reference, the uh, switch that is furthest to the left, that's not down yet. Don't, yeah, like out of the three switches, the left one, don't bother pulling it down. Just leave the Raptor where he is, because, yeah, it's too hard. <laughs> not worth it. Not freaking worth it at all. By the, brace, uh, by the grace of God, I defeated that stinking Raptor. <laughs> oh, man. That guy's tough. Um, I didn't really defeat him. The dog did, for the most part. Now we can talk to the red guy or whatever, the red machine says, thank you for uh, releasing me, please accept this offering. It gives you the Neutron Blade, that's the best sword in the game, and in this part, the, the this part of the game, the final three weapons, the Neutron Blade, like Laser, Lance, and Atom Smasher, all have the same attack power, so if you have a preface between the three, once they're all level built or whatever, you can, uh, there's no difference in weakness or whatever, or strength per se, so... Just choose your favorite, whereas before, the sword's often the weakest, which is really dumb. The axe would be in the middle, and the spear would be the strongest. And now you get into kind of some, a semi-maze, and again, I recommend using the player's guides given to you off of the internet. You know, player's guides, maps, game facts, and all that. But one simple aspect to mention is, so you'll notice every time you try to go down or to the left or whatever, something will be in the way, and there's this, it looks like some kind of security thing some kind of security sphere or, or orb or whatever above shooting stuff and that doesn't hit you of course because it's above you uh what you have to do is you have to have the dog go in the chute that's kind of next to you he goes up above and i guess like a glass ceiling what you do is you kill the orb with the dog you have the dog shoot away at the orb of course take control of the dog and then fire away at the orb kill the orb that'll then open the door so you'll have access to where you'd like to go next you can go either north or south. I'm blanking at the moment, but either one's fine. <clears throat> Probably uh, not north or south, uh, north or east. There's also guys that are called rim solids and such. Again, the dog is far more powerful than the boy at this part of the game, so let him take care of most of the monsters in this part of the game. Highly, highly recommended, especially that rim solid thing. That can do a significant amount of damage if you're not careful. And I'll let you hear the music when you're up there as well, the Omnitopia. Now you get to actually hear it when you're up in the, uh, the main area of Omnitopia. Enjoy. And of course, to go back down to start attacking the Rimsalas and going through those doors you've opened by getting rid of the orbs, you have to have the dog go back down and all that good stuff and fight that Rimsala character. It's that blue thing spinning around like crazy. 
It's not too hard if you use the dog. Let him, you know, like hold the button down, let they let him charge up and hit him at level three. Hit the, you know, shoot the Rimstala character at level three. <clears throat> It'll do over a thousand damage. Over a thousand damage. Like I said, the dog of this part of the game is insanely powerful. Now, again, these this area, every time you go down, you're able to go downward. And I don't mean south, I mean downward. Down these chutes, so to speak, you get to different rooms and all that. So some of them, yeah, like the first one you're going to get to is like a, it's got like a shop and an inn and all that. So yeah, definitely go there. You can save the game, I believe, as well. And of course, exchange currency as well. Now it's credits, but yeah, exchange everything you have, like talons and all that stuff. Um, talons, gold pieces, and or, uh, you know, jewels and such. So yeah, now you have like over 100,000 credit, kind of like inflation and all that good stuff. Kind of a topic we can all get into all over the planet these days. Uh, about uh, So yeah, obviously the credit is much worse than anything else. Stock up on that ethanol. That's obviously very important when it comes to <clears throat> the super heal uh, and all that. So good stuff. Also, again, in this store, you can purchase the spots color. That's the best color in the game. So the best armor in the game for the dog and the level one armor by all of it, by all of it. It's very inexpensive when you compare the amount of money and all that stuff. It's actually not much at all. Uh, it's kind of like pesos or something compared to dollars. And I'm not making fun of people that have pesos for their currency. Just saying it's not as valuable as a dollar. That's all. And they know it. And they, uh, yeah, they want you to know that, actually. <laughs> like, please help or something. Or please exchange with us. Ha, ha, ha. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it happens a lot. And like all common sense will rule, <laughs> equip all of your items, of course. Yeah, obviously you knew that before I did, right? So now you're all futuristic looking, at least when you go to your stats, so to speak, your status screen. You got the Neutron Bag, uh, Blade, Magna Mail, Lightning Helm, and Cyber Glove. Cyber Glove, nice. Again, this is level one. So much later, you'll get to all the level three stuff, which is pretty damn cool. Great, strong defense, and you're ready to go to Carlton and all that. But we're not there yet, unfortunately. We have to work our way around in this weird uh, Omnitopia area. And once again, for a better way to figure out where the heck you're going, use the maps on the internet instead of just listening to me talk, 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 talk. You're going to be like, okay, dude, you know, it's probably going to annoy you more than help you. So, yeah. <laughs> One thing, though, I can mention, a lot of times in these rooms... You might see some, you know, kind of close to the doors and such, or the, well, doors or, or transport up, you know, upshoot or whatever you call it. You might see something that looks like it might be like one of the treasure chests, so to speak. Go to them every time because maybe you'll have a, a level two armor or something there. So definitely go for it. And you will get more Garfield or even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles humor, the wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. It's all these little cleaning devices wandering around. Gotta like that. I, well, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's also actually, I believe, Karate Kid Wax On, Wax Off. So, enjoy. Enjoy. Incredibly important, though. When you do get to what is called the control room and such, you can do all these switches. You want to turn the fans on. That's one of the control rooms. There's a few. When you turn it on and then fans start going, turn that on. That way you can kind of move around in the uh, neighboring and adjacent rooms and all that stuff. Because then uh, there'll be less heat. Otherwise, you can't get through kind of the narrow areas where all these heating elements are. So that's important. Another one, though, an, another control room you're going to come up where it says uh, <clears throat> have like certain areas, lights on and off. Turn the lights off. You know why? Because there are flowers in that room. 
And you know the flowers in Prehistorica, they do a little bit of damage and then the orange ones do a little more, you know, and all that stuff. These are like a sky blue color or something like that. Uh, if they touch you once, you die. And imagine if you'd been playing and getting through everything and you hadn't saved in a long time. It's happened to me before. You die instantly and everything you just did is gone. You get to do it all over again. Isn't that fun? No, it's not. So turn the lights, turn the lights off. Unfortunately, there's uh, before you go into the room with the flowers, basically. It's like a, I don't know what they even call it, like a, a greenhouse. Turn the lights off. Unfortunately, it is connected to another room. So one room you want the lights on, maybe, kind of. But make sure the lights are off before you go into the quote-unquote greenhouse, as they call it, with all those flowers. Because they will kill you in one hit, now that I've repeated myself twice. Because it's insanely crucial. So don't say I didn't warn you. Because <laughs> you will be really pissed off, let me tell you. And like I suspected, in the heating element room, there is one of those treasure chest-looking things, and you can get Old Reliable, it's called. Cool name. It is the second best helmet in the entire game. Equip it. Equip it. It's a level 2 helmet. No, you did not waste money by getting the previous one. Get the uh, get, get the pre get, get the level 1 before you get level 2. It's just, and then, yeah, just do them all. It's not going to kill you. But it might kill you if you do have the weaker armor and such in this place, because just things happen. Crappy things happen. Unfortunately, the armor will not save you versus those flowers. So, yeah, I've repeated myself enough, but it's that important. And yes, I made it to the control room. Thank you, Lord. There's access code alarm room. And, yep, see, the thing is, the alarm room, okay, that one, I don't know the code, and it's not that hard. I don't really care. You can look it up. It's not that hard. I just endure the frustration of it all. But uh, you notice there's even a... Yep, so greenhouse lighting on or off? Leave it alone. It's already off. Leave it off. <laughs> Don't even screw around with yourself. One thing you have to know, the storage room, on or off. So the storage room and the greenhouse room, that's the trap. You can turn them... Uh, if you turn one on, they both go on. Now, I recommend go ahead to the storage room with the lights on, but then come back to this uh, <clears throat> control room, so to speak, and turn the lights off. Otherwise, yeah you know, you're going to die. So I've said it enough. I'm probably annoying and boring you at this point. But yeah, go to the storage room first and then just come right back. I do believe it's just north, the area just north of you. So, yeah. Okay, I lied. It's not north of you. But just go ahead and look at the map. Don't listen to me. Let's look at the map. When it comes to directions, just uh, listen to the advice that I give, basically, <laughs> about what to do and what not to do. So to the east is the storage room where you can get the uh, yep, protector ring. That's one of the uh, level two items. That's always great. So yes, this is your storage room. So try to get all the treasures you can. Some of them you might be full. Yep, particle bombs. But some items you might not be able to get because they're full of whatever it is. Yep, like uh, certain, um, you know, ingredients and such. And it looks like this is where those big giant bugs were built. As you can see as you walk north in the room, messing around. So of course, again... Uh, yeah, I've said it enough, but do not continue after this room without turning the lights off in the storage room to the west. It's funny how they even show in that plant room that is a skull. You can see the on the little cute little green screen. Yeah, they even show that. So they even hint to you like uh, it's, it's a it's a death trap. It is. So yep, I think you I think you get the point by now. <laughs> I've repeated myself so much, but yeah, I don't know. It pissed me off so bad before. And at all times, always watch the boys' meter. I know, because those room solids can do a bit of damage. You know, they're going to hit you sometimes. The dog, it's like, oh, the dog's almost, in, you know, almost indispensable. Almost, except at Carlton. 
and that freaking raptor that thing could kill anything basically the raptor is the strongest the metallic rapper map yeah metallic raptor not rapper thank god that's not in the game uh <laughs> is uh yeah the second hardest thing there is in the entire game in my opinion it's that difficult to deal with now you're in the alarm room and all that stuff. You could, If you do have the access code and you figure it out, great. If not, just have the dog whoop up on these things. It's not that difficult. So, eh. And then eventually we'll finally go to that stupid uh, greenhouse room. And what a relief it is to be done with that stupid room. Now you can go north, so to speak. And, yep, there's one more treasure. And this one is a titanium vest. Yep, so that is your... Second best uh, regular armor in the game. Like, you know, like armor, armor. Yeah, the one that you put on your chest. Second best in the game. So now you have all the number two stuff. You've upgraded. Level three will be once you get to Professor Ruffleburr's room. You'll be purchasing that in the panels, so to speak. Good stuff. And now we're finally in that greenhouse. Basically, just kind of work your way around in the dark. You should be able to see where you're going. And if you need to turn the lights off and close the shades. I don't know. It's not that dark. But, uh, yeah. Um... Just kind of work your way around. There's one part where you can actually get through, even though there's a flower kind of in the way, so to speak, or it looks like they're in the way, where the path is a tiny bit wider. Just walk through there. Some people might get semi-confused with that. I don't know. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. You'll probably catch it before I did, that kind of thing. Just work your way, basically, out. And again, get, don't forget the little treasure chest. You can get 30 Cyro Blast projectiles. Those are high-end, so get them for your bazooka. Your bazooka, your bazooka. It can be a weapon you could use against Carlton as well, if you so desire. Work your way to the right, which I believe is Professor Ruffleburg land. Good stuff. And I will play the music for him right now, because that's actually kind of the main song when you're in the little rooms and Professor Ruffleburg's as well. <laughs> Basically, it's the farthest northeast room or section, so to speak. And yep, there's Professor Ruffelberg. And I can talk to him. And he says, yep, nice to see you. You're really something. I've seen you do all kinds of stuff down there. Pretty cool. And yep, somebody's obviously causing a lot of trouble. And we're wondering what the heck is going on. But yes, the doctor, obviously, the great Dr. Ruffelberg or Professor Ruffelberg tells you, basically all the stuff that happened that that it absolutely was the butler that sabotaged the experiment and threw everything out of whack and is causing all this trouble and all that so no question no kidding and there's the same device that can transport you to and from 
uh, Evermore. You get to see it and all that, so pretty cool indeed. He created all the clones and such as well, which created a huge big problem, but luckily now he's given up, uh, or now he's uh, retreated to his chamber, and you're going to need the power source to get that. This time you can use one of those uh, escape pods, so to speak, which is a flying device, kind of like a, kind of like a, you know, like a spaceship, like a small little spaceship, or like a, that looks almost like it could be even like a stealth bomber or something, but a little more futuristic, maybe something like that, believe it or not, because it can fly up in space. So yeah, it's mostly <laughs> you're not flying in space, though you're flying around evermore, just like you were with that Tinkerbox little airplane thingy. And of course, that's the energy source you saw when you went underneath the chessboard earlier. Now, Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Ruffleborg will tell you, well, we'll open up the other staircase that was often rumored when you were walking around in Ivor Tower and Emmon Keep, so to speak. There is your other staircase. So you head down to the chessboard again. At least that's going to be in the plan. Of course, again, you're going to also want to build up your new weapons and your... Uh, you want to buy as many ingredients as you might need for the final battle and all that, including healing, crush, maybe you'll use crush, maybe not, but you're also about to get a really powerful one called Energize as well. It is as valuable as it gets. Well, no, nope, we're not getting that one yet. That'll be before you go to the end. This one's a call-up. That'll create a call beat. It'll, like, you can create one, but with a meteorite and all that, that's a little, a meteorite and dry ice, too, insanely rare uh, ingredients that you can't buy so you have to like find them so you're not gonna be able to make too many call beads or anything cool like that um, but first before you do anything uh, you don't want to unequip or unequip anything or you can if you want to go to the transport thingy armor sales engaged get all the best armor in the game the virtual glove the brainstorm and the virtual vest you are now going to be equipped with the best absolute best armor in the entire game, which is a great thing, no doubt. Um, I do believe I missed the laser lands, though. That's one of the, in one of the earlier rooms as well. You want to get that first before you do anything else. You do want to get the laser lands that can help you with Carlton because the long-range attack type of deal. And the Atom Smasher you'll get in the Tinker Tinker box uh, area, similar to where you got the, uh, the Night Basher, the Atom Smasher. That is the best axe in the game. Actually, no, my bad. Thankfully, you get the laser lance in the... Uh, so you're going basically out the same door that Carlton led you out at the beginning of the game. There's the treasure chest there, and there's your laser lance. So you don't have to backtrack or anything. I Believe it or not, I did not mess up. I thought you got it after defeating bad guys, but oh well. That is how it goes. <laughs> you just go straight up there, get your laser lance, and I have your two, two of the best weapons in the game. You can uh, go back to the Tinker place, basically, and get the Atom Smasher. I recommend getting that right away so you can build that up. It's in the same area where Tinkerbox uh, had the <clears throat> uh, uh, Night Basher. I believe I mentioned that just five seconds ago, but just in case I didn't. No, I did. <laughs> so basically go there. You can also get a couple of formulas again, just like you did earlier, not too long ago, looking at, like, bookshelves and papers on desks and all that stuff. And now you're in, like, a... Like a spaceship type of thing, a spaceship pod type of thing. Everything's okay this time around. You're not going to accidentally shoot the control panel with the bazooka or anything stupid like that. So that's always a good thing. And he knows about the uh, the gizmo and all that. Uh, Tinkerbox does. You can record your progress there. I always recommend just in case something stupid happens. But uh, look around on the bookshelves and such. One or two of them are going to have uh, night. One of them is nitro. I know that for sure. 
you don't get the energizer until right before the final battle basically when you go back up to Ruffelberg again where um yeah so i'm still kind of screwing around in the room making sure we get these uh all the items yep there's another chest is chest pardon me close to where the item smasher was or the night basher was now you have all the best weapons all the best armor and yep there's a paper right next to the where the treasure chest was on the desk or table or whatever it's called nitro grease and ash two parts grease and one part uh not ash gunpowder very high-end dangerous stuff so cool i thought there was one more in here maybe that's it i i swear there was one more in this place but i'm not finding it at the moment my apologies but again players guys and all that cool stuff are helpful now basically what you want to do is you could go get that item right away if you really want to um, or you could just web build up your weapons do whichever you prefer but either way you're going to go to the the uh chessboard to get that energy gizmo so to speak when you go back to the ship they'll ask is your destination omnitopia say no because you're not going there yet you're not done and even if you were you still want to get all the ingredients that you may need. Not every ingredient. You don't need 99 of every ingredient or 97 or whatever. Don't wear yourself out wasting time like that unless you really want to because you think it's the coolest thing in the world to have every ingredient. Some, I don't know, some people have done that, I guess. I don't know where they get the time. But uh, yeah, build up your weapons and the ingredients you need, so to speak. And then you'll be all set, ready to rock and roll. And I'm cheating ahead a little bit. So just so you're prepared... Energize requires one part of crystal, so buy all the crystals you can, max out that, and one part of iron, max out that if you can. And you should be able to with the money you're going to get, you know, here and there and with money you've built up throughout the game. But yeah, even getting a little bit of money as you're building up the weapons and such. <clears throat> but yes, get uh, get as many uh, iron and crystals as you can. I believe I'm already maxed out on crystals, they're not really expensive, and I bought like a ton of them here in the uh, prehistorical era with the talons and all that good stuff. But that's what you need. That way when you go up there and you get energized right before the final battle, you will uh, be as maxed out as possible. What energize does, again, cheating ahead, is puts you at level 3 immediately. And it'll keep being at level 3. Being at level 3, it'll keep charging up super fast where you can hack away, hack away for a short period of time. And then you got to cast it again. So, cool. But now back to the world and all that cool stuff. Let's fly our way over. So assuming you've gotten your weapons leveled up and all that, per se, and like Prehistorica and all that. At least I have by now. <laughs> if, if you do, that's good. If not, well, I recommend you do before the battle with Carlton. Um, but, of course, you can try Crush or whatever. It doesn't seem to be nearly as effective as just uh, powered up weapons against him. So now we're actually going back to uh, the Gothica. Tinker Tinkerbox just kind of tells you where that quote-unquote gizmo is. Again, back to the chessboard like we talked about earlier. So we kind of work our way to the left, to the left and left and left. Eventually you get to that uh, chessboard maze and all that. And you work your way to the center. And then you see there's now a secondary staircase. And you work your way down. And of course to get there you go outside. Uh, so you get when you get to the quote-unquote banquet hall, go to the left and then go to the left again. And you're in the chessboard maze, the hedge maze, all that cool stuff. And those obnoxious bone buzzards, if you want to kill them, you can kill them right away with crush. Otherwise, just try to just walk around them, work around them, and all that cool stuff. Now we're going down that other staircase, which is wonderful. At least I hope I do. And if you did get the oracle bone, I believe I did. He gives you an alchemy spell. I better make 100% sure I got the darn thing. 
I did. Okay, yep. So the oracle bone is important here. Pick up that quote-unquote gizmo. You have it now. It's called the energy core. But then keep going. That's the trick. There's the alchemist just a little bit ahead. Welcome, my friend. I don't get many visitors down here. And I'm like, I can't imagine why the annoying foot knight usually scares them away. Oh, you have the oracle bone. I could give you an oracle formula that's quite useful. Force field. So this is the best uh, defend formula in the game. Grease and iron. So try to buy as much grease as you can. Uh, you might need to get some more gold. Luckily, I have a lot. Thank God. So buy as much grease and iron as you can. This is pretty much the only place you can buy grease in the whole game. So it's from this guy. So this way you can grease up stuff for your lawnmower, you know, stuff depending on if you're a lawn service person like myself at times in the spring, summer, and fall. But yeah, buy all that grease. It's uh, 80 gold pieces. Thankfully, I did exchange gold earlier and I didn't exchange it back into towns, which would have been the stupidest, stupidest thing in the world because, um, yeah, I could just make money hacking away at those, uh, you know, turtles and stuff when I was there, uh, building up the weapons and have plenty of money just to buy a couple ingredients or... Uh, sleep or whatever which wouldn't be necessary very often but yes stock up on the grease force field and energizer those are the two last formulas in the game and quite honestly extremely valuable for the final battle because you're going to need both not to mention probably have atlas as well have that equipped you know and obviously have a few atlas medallions like i talked about way 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 back in the game when you know you first get into well not first get into but you get to nobilia and all that and bump into that guy hiding behind the boxes and such in the kind of the inn or store or whatever in Nobilia. Now you got that all taken care of, it's time to go back to Omnitopia and face the big bad Carlton. Ooh. There's actually also a call bead in the castle. I almost forgot. In the banquet hall, go up to the upper right kind of corner, so to speak, in the room. You'll see a little treasure chest. There's a call bead. Uh, I rarely use that stuff, but what the heck? Get it. I mean, why not? As long as you have enough iron, grease, and crystals and all that cool stuff, and you have enough uh, formula for the super heal, which is uh, methanol and acorns, you should be good to go for the final battle. Uh, I would hope. I have enough to use 34 super heals. That heals you immediately, 100%, in the final battle. Um, but where is uh, I want to make sure I have enough acorns and all that. He's not Now he's using the word doohickeys. I like that. Um, yep, sounds like me, honestly. Yeah, I only have 34 acorns. How stupid, but I didn't have gold at the time. So now I, I'm maxed out in acorns, 99 and 98 ethanol. So there's just no doubt. I've got this, baby. We got this by the ass. So <laughs> head to that uh, space pod or red plane thingy and do hickey, I guess. And yeah, then you can go back and get to the final battle and all that cool stuff. So now we're officially back in Professor Ruffelberg's area. So again, kind of head back down, so to speak. Talk to Ruffelberg. The Energized Alchemy is sure to help you in your fight with Carlton. Yes, it is. So let's uh, unequip some stuff, some unnecessary stuff. You're going to want Super Heal for sure. Speed I probably would keep. Ah, oh, man. Yep, Levitate. What the heck is that doing there? Get that out of here. <laughs> uh, heal? I would remove Heal and replace... And obviously, because you got Super Heal... So you might as well just stick with that. Uh, remove defend for the, uh, well, well, let's see. So I'm going to get rid of everything and kind of re-equip it all. To, plus you want it all to kind of be in, you know, you, I don't know. I like them kind of like lined up together. It looks more interesting. Close this guy. Okay. So don't know why I don't have everything unequipped yet. So, yep, we'll go with Atlas. Crush. Not cure. 
uh, energize no kidding <laughs> uh, da energize we'll see about heal and all that maybe I'm thinking about it miracle cure you probably won't really need it but what the hell uh, I mean it's up to you revive yes for the dog speed probably for the battle you know you can use it it's not gonna it's not crucial necessarily it looks like you have room for at least two more okay so we'll uh, make a decision here in a second so I basically wound up with Atlas, Crush, Energize, Force Field, Heal. Might as well have it. What the heck? Have two forms of Heal. I mean, what am I thinking on equipping that? Miracle Cure, Revive, Speed, and a Super Heal. Can't beat it. Well, maybe you can, but eh, I, I don't know. Uh, some of those other ones are interesting, I'm sure, like Nitro and such. But are they, though? Um, you can maybe look around the store just in case. There's one or two more things you might have some interest in. You should be okay with the armor and all that. At least you better be if you're not i mean what are you doing so make sure you buy all the armor if you haven't yet otherwise uh basically work your way to the uh back to the junkyard which is the beginning and yeah that's it pretty much what you do from there so basically just kind of go back out you know the teleportation thing that levitates you back to the main area it's kind of roads everything's open now at least i, if I remember correctly the good news is, unlike before, you should be able to just work your way all the way to the left, and which would be like the A1, so to speak, the A1 room, the uh, upper left-hand corner thingy, basically. <laughs> you kind of go in there, and then just kind of walk down to the left and back out to the junkyard. Fun stuff, if I ever get there, but yeah, you just kind of gradually work your way over there. And down, you're now in Le Junkyard, Le Junkyard. So the same dark place that was, you know, kind of like a dungeon, so to speak. And then you go up to the, what looks like a kind of a, a panel, like a control panel, like we saw before, with a teleportation pad on the ground. You walk up to it, it lights up now. Ooh, asked if you want to record your progress. Record your progress. And then get ready for El Finale. First you hear the major boss music, kind of like when you're fighting the snake and such. You have a bunch of like speakers and fans. Use the dog. You could use the boy, but use the dog. Power up because his bullets are stronger. So again, hopefully I put in the right music, the uh, major boss music, which you haven't heard probably since the first uh, part of the show, you know, way much earlier, the first part, first part of this episode, so to speak, much earlier. So we got that going again. So kill off the fans and speakers by just kind of shooting them with the dog, basically. Power up to get rid of them faster. The fans just kind of keep you from getting too close, whereas the speakers will, you know, turn up the bass, so to speak, and you'll go back kind of like an earthquake or whatever the heck. Just kind of push back from the pressure from that. Again, kill them off. It's nothing too scary, nothing too intimidating, just kind of tedious and such. Yeah, the real stuff is still yet to come, as you probably figured. This is kind of like working your way to Carlton, so to speak. It's never like right away, is it? It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> 
once all the speakers are dead, what you have to do is walk up to, it looks like, they look kind of like some kind of control panel behind there. That's basically what it is. They're switches. So once everything's dead, you walk up, up, you start pushing them, and then things start to change, like start to turn blue. But yeah, you push them all, one by one by one by one. And now all of a sudden, what looks like a, you know, like a, maybe you're at Macy's or something, or Dayton's or whatever the store would be way back in the day with a bunch of TV screens flashing. And then the music changes and the real final battle starts to begin and you get to hear the final battle music for the first time. And now things get dramatically harder. We're going against those mecha-like uh, raptors. Watch out. Just seriously, watch out. I'm going to try crush and see what happens. It's been a while. Yeah, 110. See, that's why. So, <laughs> use the dog. The dog will hit him with over 1,000, potentially, if you charge him up good. But again, watch your health the whole time. Your life is in danger big time. You're going against mecha raptors. It's not a joke. If you need super heal, you have 49 of it, and you have regular heal, you have 80, well, I have 89, you could have 99 or whatever. 89, I, I would hope it's enough, but if it isn't, it isn't. Um, yeah, hey, these raptors are not a joke, and these are not even the final boss if you hadn't figured that out yet, no kidding. Be ready with that super heal all the time, because your life is in danger. I'll say it again, and again, and again. Your life is in danger in this place. Actually, this is where you should start using Energize. That's where I'm being an idiot. I'm like, why is this so hard? It wasn't supposed to be this hard. No, Energize. This is where you start using Energize. That way you're right away at level 3 for both the boy and the dog. Um, you can control either one. It's kind of up to you. The dog hits harder, but hey, maybe it's better off that he kind of controls himself while you're, you know, in control of yourself. Because if you die, the game's over. If he dies, you can potentially revive him and all that good stuff. Make sure you cast Energize on both characters, and of course, again, once the, the dramatic music starts, <laughs> Energize and Super Heal are the only options. Bombs away, ladies and gentlemen, bombs away. It's also up to you what choice of weapon you want. The sword powered up and you're swinging it around like crazy. The axe, you kind of hit real, you kind of swing that around and hit it, and the spear, you can throw it. So it kind of depends on your preference. I kind of go all over the place. I've often used the sword here, but eh, we'll see. Me personally, I think the spear is probably the best way to go because you can throw from throw from a distance and even hit up to two of them at a time, potentially. But, of course, you could hit two of them with the sword and the axe, too, depending on how close by they are. But do you really want to get too close to these bleeper bleepers? Not, not really. Not too much. Another major point of advice, make sure the dog is on full attack. I actually had him off because I was uh, recently level building the weapon. So, stupid, 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 stupid. Have the dog on attack and on set to attack at level three. 
kind of wander around the room a bit once they're dead because it took them like five seconds to die when the dog was uh, ready to go. So, yeah, you know, even us legendary gamers that have played three million, okay, not really that many, but have played a lot of games over the years uh, make dumb mistakes. So, yeah, that, that was like, why is this taking so long? Well, because I didn't ha have the dog turned on. So that could be frustration in your way too. Maybe you'd been level building and, oh, or maybe you never put the dog on search to begin with. But, I don't know, it takes longer to level build when the dog is killing everything in sight. So, that's kind of the mentality there. Suffice to say, the dog is probably the better, like, attacker. Well, he kind of was the whole game, wasn't he, though? And there's absolutely no reason to kill the little cleaning machine. It does you no good, and it's mean, you know. Why kill it? It's, it's just doing its job. Come on, now. Just leave him alone. And, yeah, there is no reason to kill it. You can, but there's no reason. So now we're done with the raptors, at least for now, mercifully. And it's a Rimsala type thingy, those blue things that were kind of annoying, but not that hard. A little bit hard for the boy, but easy for the dog, you know. And of course, watch your health meter, watch your health meter, watch your health meter, watch your health meter. And yes, Energize wears off too quickly. Yeah, it does. It's annoying. But, well, that's why you want to get 99 of them. Even though you probably aren't going to use all 99, just get 99. Anyway, you can afford it because where else are you going to put the money? You know, it's, you know you're going to be leaving Evermore at some point, right? Right? Spoiler alert. I'm sure that really surprises you. After that, now it's like Link's uh, Zelda 2, which just might be the next uh, show uh, we're going to do. Zelda 2. Just maybe where you fight your shadow. Ooh, it's so hard. Not nearly as hard as Zelda 2's shadow. But the dog isn't too easy. Just, again, but let the dog help you beat up on that thing and you beat up on it as well. And eventually you continue your way forward. And after about 10 billion hits, the dog finally dies. I don't know. How, how many hit points did he have? I have no idea. But you can look it up, I guess, if you're curious. It felt like thousands and thousands. 10,000 or so. But now everything starts to blow up. All the TVs break and blow up and all that stuff. And it's time to fight, well, like a Megator or whatever the heck it's called. It's a big, it's a big, another one of those rock monster type things. Uh, they're not the hardest thing in the world, but this one's the hardest version of it. He's Mag Magmar, pardon me. So he's the next version of it. Good luck, right? Watch your health meter. And the screen flashes as he finally goes away. Magmar, and guess what? You are in the absolute finale of finales with Carlton. He looks like he's riding a big giant machine gun. Um, keep your distance from that thing and, yeah, because if you're stuck kind of in front of it, you're in trouble. And if you get too close to the guy, you're done. Because he's just going to hack away at you until you're dead. So that's kind of the strategy. Keep your distance. Try to attack him from the side if you can. Uh, for the most part, or if you're going to throw spears at him from a distance, obviously wait for him to fire his shots, then go and get the heck out of the way. It, wait for him to kind of jump, get out of the way, and throw it again. Kind of let him kind of get hit. You're going to get hit a million times, though, unless you're some kind of perfectionist, which I am not. So, again, if you get too close to him where he can just hit you over and over again, the battle's over. You lost, and you get to start all over again. So avoid that at all costs. Watch your health meter for the 400,000th time. You probably figured that out way before I did. And uh, yes, energy, energize, 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 energize until the son of a biscuit finally bites the dust. Just approach him like General Patton. Shoot him in the stomach. Yeah, basically that's General Patton style. Um, yeah, well, either way, attack him until he's dead and pray to God you win. And when the screen flashes, congratulations, you beat one of the hardest bosses i think in, 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 the, in on the super nintendo he's, he's got to be uh, especially for action rpg you're going to pay for this filthy human <laughs> and then uh, i won't spoil it how ruffleberg stops him i'll just leave it alone but uh yes ruffleberg stops him basically 
and uh, yeah, it's that simple, and that's funny. That's all he had to do, basically, but you can kind of read between the lines there and enjoy the ending. Have fun. spoil too much of the ending but of course uh, apparently our our presence here is like normal human beings are causing an imbalance on evermore so we all have to go basically the, us, uh, you the dog and of course the uh, the other main characters throughout the place of course Ruffelberg in Omnitopia the, you know Elizabeth in Prehistorica Horace in Antica and Camellia in Gothica. So it's quite that simple. You're pretty much going and getting everybody back and it's time to go. Like, not only is it time to go, we have to go because the place is losing balance and going crazy like into, you know, like Armageddon or whatever the heck it would be, the end of the world, so to speak. But it would be the end of Evermore, not the end of the world. So, trying not to spoil too much. It's not that great of an ending. It's just kind of, you know, it's okay. It is what it is. It's, I guess, kind of what you'd expect. Everybody goes home, basically, bottom line. And, um, yeah. And here we are, back in good old 1995, right? <laughs> it would be interesting to go back to that Doughead software. There he is. And we're back, and the dog looks kind of like he did before. And, yeah. And then he's like, it's almost like it was all just a... Yeah, he's wondering if it was like an imagination. And then when he sees the title of the movie at the theater, he said, no, it's... It, apparently that's our answer. <laughs> the title of the movie, should I spoil it? The Secret of Evermore. Ooh. And then you get to hear final thoughts from the other people in the old, old uh, abandoned uh, observatory or whatever you'd call it. Um, yeah, interesting. So now you kind of wait around for the uh, final, uh, final part of the ending. Of course, these people will have to adjust to 1995 versus 1965 or 1990X, but it's, it's 95. Come on. Um, obviously, they're going to miss what they had. It's interesting, and they're wondering what will become of Evermore and all that, and then you kind of go through the credits, and then. But if you wait a while, at the the end part, there is a there is an Easter egg. So do wait for that, of course. And there's your Easter egg, Carlton. They turn he turned him back on and had him say go back. Yep, he has him cleaning and stuff again. And yeah, okay. No more plans for world domination. Okay, <laughs> right, right, sure, right. <laughs> so this kind of hints that there could have been a sequel to this game, but unfortunately, that sequel never came unfortunately. Would have been nice, but it would have unfortunately probably been on the N64 or the PlayStation, which wouldn't have been as interesting in my opinion. Who knows? But, well, we will never know. Because it never did happen. <laughs> With that said, what an amazing game. What an absolute uh, treasure this truly was. The replay value for this game is off the charts for me, and it's an A. <laughs> it is an A. It is a 10. It is a 5 out of 5. Whatever 5 stars replay value Gameplay is a 5, uh, the music is a 5, sound effects a 5, 
Um, I don't know, the, the level building part is kind of boring, but that's almost every game. That's almost every role-playing game. You're going to have to level build a little bit, and including into the next game with Zelda 2. With that, I'll get more into rating and more in conversation when we get to the feedback segment, which is next. Unfortunately, it's going to be pretty short for the feedback part of this, but I guess, again, there's a reason why I call it the most underrated Super Nintendo game. That's basically what I am calling it, because I happen to love it very much, and I'm surprised how it was pretty much not on anybody's radar, but I, I guess it came relatively late in the Super Nintendo history. A lot of people were thinking about PlayStation, N64 was coming out in a year. Blech, I'll pass on that one. But the PlayStation, sure. I mean, PlayStation 1 was pretty damn classic. There was a lot of good stuff. I'm not a fan of the N64. It was a massive disappointment, in my opinion, for just so many reasons. But we'll get into that maybe someday, or just like a, an episode where I'll just kind of, like, give my opinions of the N64. Maybe. We'll see. And I'm guessing it won't be all that long either. Um, but, yeah, it's not going to be a big, giant episode like this one or Legend of Zelda or anything crazy like that. But, again, I mean, it kind of is what it is. So, I'll let Derek talk and continue my little, you know, tangent here at the end of the show. So, again, the Twitter account and where to get in touch with this show, at VGF underscore podcast. At VGF underscore podcast. VGF Vince Gaming Fools. I don't know. Or Florida. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, and, yep, and when you interact with the show, hashtag VGFB. Video game flashback. Anyhow, Derek Felska, at Crease and Assist, at Crease and Assist, of course, unbelievably big friend of the Brave the Wild show. We're both huge hockey fans, and he started his show, the, the Crease Podcast, or Crease and Assist. Definitely look that up if you like hockey and the Minnesota Wild. He is incredible, does a great job with uh, Kalisha Townsville, and also has his wife join who does a great job as well. Like, she's really good, uh, Teresa Ferries. So Derek says... I think the opening sequence, again, back to Secret of Evermore, I think the opening sequence is what makes it memorable. That's it? No, I'm just kidding. Kind of reminds me of the never-ending story. Hmm, do you remember that movie? Yeah, back about 86-ish? Absolute classic. The music is really nice. But uh, it's not as cutesy as the never-ending story now, is it? The the, the boy's a lot older. But I kind of get it, like maybe the beginning and such. A similar thing where a kid finds him. Yes, I see. That's That's correct. Similar thing where a kid finds himself transported to a mystical world and he has to somehow figure out what to do. Well done. Great music and colorful, too. Absolutely. Uh, very colorful. And, yeah, the music is incredible. It is a really well-put-together game. There really aren't, like, obvious flaws in the game. Like, even an unbelievable game like Secret of Mana, which I will do a review on someday, and that'll probably be one of those big three-parter type episodes because it's a huge game. Um, it's also very colorful and beautiful, and it's actually made with the same style. It's like the same almost exact type of game. Secret of Evermore in a lot of ways kind of kind of sort of copied like the character design and the swords and all that stuff. The swords, the spears, though of course there's no bow and arrow and stuff. There's more weapons in Secret of Mana, and but there's a major flaw in that game where say you know like that was corrected in this game and i wish you wish they could correct it with secret of evermore but our mana part of me but i'm sure they did in like some of the remakes 
but the remakes are often not as good as the original, generally speaking. Um, too 3D-ish looking, which I'm not a big fan of, if you hadn't noticed. I'm not a big fan of that 3D style stuff. I'm just not. Um, the, the gameplay is completely different. Completely. Um, but no, like say you're walking around, say, and there's kind of obstacles and such. Your characters, like your, uh, your characters that are helping you, so to speak, that are on computer, basically, AI, get trapped all the time. And they're just kind of stuck against the wall. So then you have to switch over to that character by pressing the select button, just like you do in this one. But there's three characters. And then you have to be them to kind of, like, maneuver around the wall. It is so fudging annoying it is so annoying I, I i just it could drive anybody up the wall that's the major flaw in a secret of mana that a lot of people will not like if you hadn't played it yet and i highly recommend that i play that every april or so i will not be reviewing secret of mana this year i just got done with this huge project it was a lot of fun and an incredible honor to get secret of evermore out to get it released an absolute honor to that me, Joey Awajan, who is just such an unbelievable fan of this game, to be the one to really kind of put this one out center stage for all of you to listen to. Though, unfortunately, this show hasn't really, you know, to be fair, at this stage anyway, maybe by the time you're listening to this, things will have changed and the show is growing maybe a couple years from now because this is 2023, March 2023 at the time that I'm releasing this show. Um, was recorded most of it in February, but you know, they, it's, a, it's a project. So finishing it up in March, um, right around St. Patty's Day, basically. Uh, <laughs> but um, an incredible honor to be the person to bring this show to you because this this game has been underrated forever. And I hope maybe somehow my little show here, my little episode or, you know, part one and part two episodes of Secret of Evermore can maybe uh, create a cult following of this game somehow, directly or indirectly. Like how Earthbound was under the radar. People didn't really think about it. It came out in 1995. I got it for my birthday in 1995. Yes, they did. I got Earthbound. Yes. You know, complete in box, brand new at the time. Yeah, just imagine that today. Holy cow. I mean, Secret of Evermore, complete in box. Any game complete in box from the mid-90s is worth a lot of money. But Earthbound... Because of the cult following of how popular that game became several years after it was released. Um, it was a big deal. And maybe, just maybe, this game could be the same thing. Because, well done, great music, and colorful too. Also, it's got that, that 90s sense of humor, that Garfield kind of humor. You know, a little sarcasm and goofy humor. And I think that's a major thing that uh, makes this game special. And honestly, that's one of the things that made Earthbound special. Of course, there's flaws in every game. But this one really doesn't have that many. You consider, oh, it's from 95, of course it's going to be flawed. It really isn't all that flawed. I'm not saying it's a perfect game. Uh, the level building, it gets kind of boring and tedious, of course. Uh, especially with the alchemy, that can get really boring. But that's why you don't build up every alchemy formula. You ignore like 90% of them. It's just cool to have. Like, cool, I, I, I found Sting. That was awesome. You know, when I first found that, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and basically something I consider an Easter egg is to be able to find that uh, wizard's coin like 20 plus years after I first owned the game and first played through the game. 20 plus years. And I have played through this game at least once a year since I bought it, in, or not bought it, got it for Christmas uh, in um, December 1995. So it is just... <laughs> To find that there was actually uh, an item that I'd never gotten in the game. That is, you know, kind of significant. It's not that significant, but it, it helps you. Um, it's better magic defense, so to speak. Well, alchemy defense, and they're attacking you, the uh, opponents. 
the fact that um, all of a sudden there it was, I'm like, Wizard's Coin, what the heck is that? And then, oh my God, there's one item I never got. And it was the coolest feeling ever. <laughs> and in, in certain games, like Secret of Ever, uh, Secret of Mana, see, Evermore Man, I'm going to get those mixed up forever. Of course, there's going to be stuff you never got in those because they're big, but uh, it's such a big game. But th then again, there really aren't charms in that game like there are in Secret of uh, Evermore. Um, the creativeness of that, that uh, bazaar you're in in Nobilia in Antica, the Antica era. That's just so much fun, trading stuff around and doing all of that. You might think it's tedious and boring, but I, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, and once you know what you're doing, it's not that hard. It just, you know, it, it goes kind of quickly. Uh, you know, everything from a chocobo egg, that's like a shout-out to Final Fantasy. Shout-out to FF4, which I think is arguably the best Final Fantasy game ever made, with Cecil of Baron Castle being in the uh, Gothica. How, I mean, how cool is that? So, Cecil of Baron Castle, you know, the main character of Final Fantasy IV slash two, and, you know, the American Super Nintendo version. Um, I'll definitely do a review on that one someday, and I highly recommend you play the a translated, you know, English translated version of Final Fantasy IV, because it's a little harder. The American Final Fantasy II, the English is kind of lame. The English translation is kind of lame in that one. The storyline's, uh, obviously, it's still a phenomenal storyline, but it's not as it's just not as deep, I guess. There's a little extra in the Japanese version, and it's harder. It's just harder, obviously. And at the beginning is much harder because you're not level built enough oftentimes. So I like that the game's hard, harder, where it's not just super easy. The American FF2 is super easy for some stinking reason. And again, like I said, the storyline is a lot shorter. I'm kind of going off on a tangent, and I apologize, but... I guess it's just kind of, again, wrapping up the show in a lot of ways with feelings of some of these great games from back then. And, of course, again, The Way Secret of Evermore kind of shouts out to Final Fantasy being it is, um, in a lot of ways, the last Square game, Square Soft game ever really made before everything kind of became, um, you know, like Square Electronic Arts or whatever the heck, and everything moved to PlayStation. And that great Square store that used to be in um, Redmond, Washington, just like Nintendo disappeared off the face of the earth. You could no longer order brand new manuals for Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, you know, and I'll be doing reviews on those someday as well and how they actually secretly have different names in Japan. Some of you already know this, but others don't. You know, here they were called Final Fantasy just to say, oh, a Final Fantasy game, cool, but they really weren't Final Fantasy even though they were made by the same people, Squaresoft. Um, but that wonderful store in Redmond, Washington, Square USA or whatever the heck it was, disappeared off the planet when everything moved to PlayStation. And it's like everything changed forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it kind of took the charm away. It, it really did. It's just a damn shame. Chrono Trigger and um, Secret of Evermore were pretty much the end of Squaresoft in the United States as what it was. And, you know, well, Squaresoft is what it was during that time the super nintendo and obviously the nes and game boy and all that cool stuff it was never the same again honestly it just kind of took the shine off of it in my opinion some of you might think final fantasy 7 is the best ff game you know final fantasy game ever i don't think so um i really don't <laughs> secret of evermore and chrono trigger were definitely the end of probably the best era of rpgs ever in my opinion in my opinion yeah, you know, you're free to have a million opinions out there. Games like Tales of Destiny that came out in 97 from Namco, an incredible game, but it wasn't made by Squaresoft, see? 
that's the whole point. So, but um, and it kind of played like a Super Nintendo game, honestly. It it really did, just like uh, Tales of Fantasia. I'd love to do reviews on both of those someday, but when that day comes, I'm not sure. The next game we will be talking about is Zelda 2. Zelda 2. Honest to God, I have both versions. Thanks to I have the family the family computer mini. I'm debating on doing a review of each of them uh, at a different time. I probably will. I honestly like the um, Famicom version more. I like the Japanese version of Zelda 2 more, but the music in the NES version, uh, in the American NES, is better. The music is significantly better in um, the Nintendo version, but the level building is like, it takes like twice as long, and you don't get extra guys as easily. You have to get like 9,000 experience points to get an extra guy, other than just finding them in the game as well like save those bleepers up like the angry video game nerd would say until the end of the game when you're going to go to the grand palace so of course i'll be talking about that in that um game review no kidding um but the famicom mini is arguably the better version of the game i think in in a lot of ways it's it you you can beat it faster in a lot of ways it's actually kind of easier yes <laughs> but with the famicom mini you have tiny 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 controllers the size of like i don't know like your kindergarten child's hands or something it would fit those okay that's what's funny but i can still beat the game with that tiny controller thank god even on zelda 2 as hard as that freaking game is yeah i can still beat it so <laughs> it's just yeah be partially because you can get a bunch of extra guys and such but if, if your skill level is good enough you don't need like 10 extra guys to beat the game but it certainly helps to have a few extra. That way you don't have to start the whole bleeping Grand Palace over again and curse your head off. Or, of course, cheat with uh, save states, which all of us game reviewers can tend to do at times if we have to. But that's a secret. And no, I did not do that with Secret of Evermore. Only maybe if I was in the middle of a level and just needed to stop for whatever reason and continue at, uh, in a few minutes or a few hours or a couple days or God knows what. Um but that's how it is. That's all kind of a behind-the-scenes type of thing that does happen sometimes for us game reviewers because, well, you know, sometimes you, you know, you have to do something else or whatever it is. It's late at night and you got to stop. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's that too. Um, but that's partially how uh, the magic of editing and production is done. We'll keep production with uh, audio uh, with audio for me rather than building stuff, I hope, in the future. Hopefully the building part goes away, but it hasn't yet in my life. <laughs> but audio production is something I have enjoyed very much for many years now. Um, I need to stop making it about me, and I apologize. Again, Derek, I really appreciate the... Um, I really appreciate your inclusion in the show i i really do and i encourage it forever and ever and ever and ever your contribution is a better word to say um and comparing it to the never ending never ending story is not a bad comparison at all in fact that's kind of cool actually how you came up with that it's just that initially you think like the cute little girl and cute little boy and oh and the little you know like a like a unicorn looking dragon type of thing but you know obviously no this is not what that is but how it's a you know it's a fantasy world, yes. It's a fantasy world. So that, that part is true. Like a young boy being transported into a fantasy world. Like, what the heck is this? So, but this one is more like, almost like, I think they were almost in a way going for like a virtual reality type of vibe without wearing the nasty, stupid device. And I don't know if I'll ever talk about the virtual boy. I doubt it. Because I've never owned it and I don't care to at any point. Uh, where am I going to put the stupid thing anyway? Thank God for having <laughs> NES minis and such where you could have hundreds of games stored on a tiny little device and have them with HDMI. I mean, it is just 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the people that built these things. Thank you. And also the ability to add more games to them. Um, but <laughs> with that said, thank you. Thank you, Derek. And thank you, anybody that's willing to pass on the word about this show. I know the numbers have been gradually improving. It's a slow burn because this, you know, this show is buried under so many, so many redwood trees, grand sequoias, weeds, medium-sized trees out there in the video game podcasting world, the retro game world out there in podcasting. It's going to take a long time for the, for the sun to shine on this show, unfortunately. It just is what it is, and I need your help out there. Anybody that can, you know, like word of mouth, telling your friends about it, you know, check out Video Game Flashback, retweeting it and all that to your followers. Even if you have 10 followers, it still helps. Just thank you. I mean, maybe one or two people like say, hey, I'll check it out. One or two people can breed another couple hundred. You just never know in a lot of ways. But And if it breeds like two more people beyond that, that's 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 helpful too. Um, that's how shows like this can grow, honestly, is listener help by, you know, passing on the word, basically. I'm not asking for any donations or contributions or anything. I might put out the idea out there, but of course it'd be 100% optional. You know, I mean, I'm not going to charge you money to listen to the show. That would be kind of rude, especially considering, like, I don't know. It just would be. I'll <laughs> just leave it as it is. Leave it as it is. I mean, it's it's an incredible pleasure to bring this to you. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk about Zelda 2 coming up very, very shortly. Until next time, game on. <laughs>